Jumping candles waiting, Christmas Eve is slowly fading. Can you hear him in the night? Close the door, turn out the light. <laughs> Santa's watching, Santa's creeping. Now you're nodding, now you're sleeping. Were you good for mom and dad? Santa knows if you've been bad. There might be a treat for you in Santa's bag of toys. But Christmas won't be fun and games for naughty girls and all right, all right. What's up? I'm up. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, exploding ads. I might have to do a retake, a Moods retake. Did anyone listen to Moods on that last show? He did like five retakes. Really? I, I was on that show. Oh, you were on that show? Of course you heard it. You were right on the damn show. I was the one who told JP he's got to put all those extra takes in there because we were laughing our asses off. It was so funny. So funny. <laughs> You're supposed to see this guy belongs behind the scenes. Without you, they never would have thought to do that, right? I'm sure they would have, but oh, what? Take, you... but I'm taking credit for it. You have to take credit. They do how many shows and Moots fucks up how many times? They never done that oh, before. Oh, he takes them ten takes to record to record his own or whatever they see? say. <laughs> That's right. So there you go. So hey, this is the Exploding Heads Horror Podcast. I'm Dave Z. I'm here with Brandon. I'm here with Christian. And um, if you don't like the intro, uh, I can't be great every time. I mean. Yeah. And like we always say, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> That's right. Right? I, Merry say, Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Merry Christmas. Oh, yeah, yeah let's Christmas say that. Show. I feel bad for it saying is. go fuck yourselves. Go fuck yourselves and happy holidays. <laughs> happy <laughs> Hanukkah, Jews. Happy Hanukkah, Jews. Happy uh, holidays. Merry Christmas. Well, we can say what we want. I mean, this is Trump's America now. We don't have to be politically correct, so. Mm-hmm. Merry Christmas. Grab the world by the pussy. Yeah, grab Christmas by the pussy. Yeah. No, I have a problem with that. What if the pussy shaved? There's just nothing to grab onto there. You're all slipping and sliding all over the place. There's like no actual, like, uh, you know, tough. Well, think about this. If you suddenly grab one out of nowhere, it's not going to be wet, right? Well, depends on if they've seen my face yet. (laughs) I'm talking about... That's like instant Niagara Falls for most women. Oh! Clay, are you getting peed? You're getting peed on. You do do realize you're being peed on. (laughs) I love golden showers, so it's fine. Ah, see, now now it comes out. It's never ass to mouth. It's it's it's... always mouth to ass. (laughs) Always mouth to ass and golden showers. Yeah, ATM, (laughs) guys, ATM for Christmas. ATM, no, no, MTA. Right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm screwing my own joke up. Yeah, MTA in your household. That, that's that's good. The that's whole good. joke was, what kind of dyslexic chick came up with that? <laughs> I guess you haven't watched enough porno. I can't say. I'm not going to get into that on the show. We've already started off disgusting enough. I mean, this is a horror podcast. 
So, guys, I hope you're still listening and you haven't abandoned ship yet with all this ass and... We won't even get into bleach, right? We talked about Trump. We talked about assholes, pussies. Enough! We're topical. Oh, wow. We're topical. <laughs> Enough about my co-hosts. <laughs> Asses and pussies. Oh, oh, But enough about the co-hosts. Okay, all right. As long as I'm in the festive mood and Brandon opened his mouth, I'm going to sing a song. All right? I, I, I have my own Christmas song. Shoot. Go it. ahead, shoot. Okay? <clears throat> all right. <laughs> okay. Clickety-clack-clack-clickety-clack-clack-clickety-clack-clack-clickety-clack-clack. Philip the Black Goat is a very evil soul with horns on his head and a coven of witches and a taste for Brandon's asshole. (laughs) 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 Oh, you got to keep going with that. (laughs) I I only wrote... Took him three weeks to write that one verse. Oh. Thank you. Exactly. It took enough time, right? That is the <laughs> gift that I? keeps on giving. That's right. Just like Black Phillip's asshole yeah. or, or Brandon's. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, looks like so. a tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. That, that's how we're starting the show. Uh, asshole talk and Black Phillip and everything else. Is that um, the same song you were going to sing, Brandon? <laughs> That oh, yeah. Was not, that was not the same song I was going to sing. All around the world, same song. So you're going to do a song later. Yeah. It's official. It's official? Yeah, just a verse. Did you just not want... Well, I just did a verse, and, and I got insulted. Didn't you say I should do more? Or was that, was that Christian? That was Christian. Oh, yeah, okay. well, I, I, want I want more. I want more, too. Next show. Next show, I'll do more. Well, you'll I want a year-end. <laughs> I want a year-end incorporating <laughs> all the movies from... 2016. All, all 110 movies I watched. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it'll be like uh, I don't know what it will be. It will be. A, it'll be a real long one. It'll be like that. Bye bye. It'll be like be like we didn't start the fire. Okay. You yeah. You have to get everything in there. You know. Okay. I'll write it. I'll start writing tonight. Okay. And everybody will fucking hate it, and they'll turn it off. Probably. Yeah. We can't do it. <laughs> so yeah, Brandon. I don't know if any if you wanted people to know that he was gonna sing a song later. But the cat's out the bag. He might not do it now. I don't know. Don't know. All right, well, stay tuned. Um, okay, let's get right into uh, emails and shit. Uh, oh, yeah, we have to talk about uh, our, our friend. Um, what's his name? <laughs> Derek. Derek got left off of the last show, uh, the anniversary show. He gave us a voicemail. I, I think it was the last voicemail we had, and we had a shitload. Thank you again, everyone. And it was left out. So it was an accident. It just it just kind of happens. And uh, but here's the funny part: Derek was supposed to be on this show once upon a time. Is this true, Brandon? Yes, episode twenty six. Uh, episode twenty six. Is that what this is? Yes. This is okay. okay. <laughs> Initially, Brandon, Brandon, Derek was supposed to come on as a guest on this show, and now he's not because um, he's big time in us. You know, he's. Uh, <laughs> He's he is. He's two show. Right. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's actually taking a step back. <laughs> See what happens. Like yes. I don't want to be on the number one show. I don't want all that pressure. Let me go oh, to the number two show. That explains it. Okay, you let him off the hook. It was. Yeah, I told them last off. week when I guessed it on their show how how relieved it was to not really have to put in any effort <laughs> being, being on such an inferior show. <laughs> Nice. Did you say that on air? On air. Yes, I did. Okay. 
On yeah, it. I heard it. I heard it. It's true. Coming and, at yes. you live. Coming at you live. We did take the number one spot. We weren't sure, and we pulled it off. So thank you, listeners, because the number one and the number three spot. So hey. we're moving up in the world. You know? Moving on up. Yeah, we're becoming tier uh, four or something. <laughs> we're getting there. Hey, so I, let me get on. Yeah, yeah, you go, 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 go. Get on it. Go, go, go. All right, hold on. Let me, let me, if I can, let's, let's try to play this message from Derek. Hey, what's going on, buddies? Derek here. Just uh, wishing you guys a happy anniversary. I know it's your year show. Good stuff, man. It's been a while. I've been here for all the ride. And you guys have been holding it down on the exploding heads. And Dave, have fun with you on the Argento show, man. Really good stuff. Yeah. Uh, have a blast. Course, Winghauser for life. Woo! The carpenter. <laughs> but all good stuff in the hood. Thanks, guys, for always... Uh, listen to my voicemails and taking time to answer my questions and I don't actually have any questions for you right now but in the future I will I just couldn't think of anything off the top of my head so say easy peasy guys and as always Brandon stay nasally as ever peace out <laughs> thanks DB thanks for thinking of us it would have been nice if you thought about it two weeks ago <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Well, thank you. It, it, it worked out. He wasn't supposed to be on. He was supposed to be on the show. He big timed us. That's funny because they tease you. They call you big time, Brandon, right? Because you stopped sending voicemails since you got on this show. And I thought his well, clock was huge. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that is also a prerequisite to be on the show. So yeah. How did I manage to get on? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Stuff two stocks down there. Everybody thinks you're packing. <laughs> Shh, don't tell anybody. Boy, oh boy. Your secret was safe with me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That was my wife. Uh, so, yeah. Your wife, wow. Let's let's get her on next show. How's that? We'll ask her. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Thanks, thanks, Derek. Uh, wish you were here. But, yeah, you kind of are here. So, it kind of worked out. So, yeah, we'll take the voicemail. And, you know, he's a permanent guest host over there. So <laughs> you can big time it all night long, homie. Uh, we'll be listening to you. So another, another, another voicemail. And check it out. Yo, what's up, guys? JP here from Pennsylvania. Your homie from the 22 Shots podcast. I just wanted to call in and ask you guys a question for your Christmas episode, which is not Christmas related. I was uh, recently thinking about a conversation we had back on the 22 Shots about uh, the state of sort of the culture and if it reflects the type of films that we get. So, for example, post-Vietnam era, uh, early 70s, we got a lot more violent films. Um, and then sort of, I guess, in the 80s, uh, and, you know, we got a lot of flashes and stuff. Not really sure what that could have existed for. But in the 90s, it was sort of a lull. There wasn't very many big things going on in the world. Everybody was kind of happy. And then, you know, post 9-11, we got a lot more violence. And then in the mid-2000s, we got a ton of remakes where people have said that that might be sort of people wanting to go back to when times were decent and sort of a nostalgic factor because things suck so bad. I just want to know if you guys have any idea uh, or any opinions on if that stuff is uh, true or not, uh, if you think there's any weight to that theory. Um, I think there is, but maybe not uh, a ton. So um, 
sorry about the uh, call quality. Uh, the speaker broke on my phone, so uh, it's on the speaker phone. I don't know if you guys can hear me too good, but uh, take it easy, guys. Peace. That's All fun. right. It did wow. sound fine. Right. That was a Stephen Carpenter length message. It was a good question, too. <laughs> And yeah, yeah there, there is definitely validity to that, obviously. I remember re- hearing, I remember Roger Ebert went on a, a rant during one of his, I think it was Friday the 13th, like, uh, uh, reviews, talking about, oh, I think it was Siskel, actually. Siskel. It was uh, Siskel. And he, he talked about how the, the slasher film was a response to sort of the women's music, uh, women's music, women's <laughs> movement and rise of feminism. I don't agree at all. In retrospect, we could sort of see that wasn't it. It just happened to be that there's some, a ton of misogynist films at the same time as well. But that, I don't think had any relevance to that. It'd be interesting to see what comes out of the, the wake of uh, the recent political uh, situation in the States. The only women's movement I'm for is from the kitchen to the laundry room. (laughs) (laughs) That is unacceptable. Oh, wow. (laughs) Goodbye, female listeners. Yeah, we just... Damn it. Well, Well, now we've officially offended everybody. (laughs) Now we've become a tier five podcast. We're all misogynists here. It's come out. Everyone... Matter of fact, I don't even use that term. I'm so misogynist... That I call it Mr. Sogenist. Fuck Miss. <laughs> wow, you guys had, like, I didn't realize you were so, you were so deep-rooted. <laughs> <laughs> no, i just kidding, ladies. You know I love you. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm, I'm kidding, too. <laughs> I have a daughter, for God's sake. My, but uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Yeah, I you don't have a daughter, do you have a daughter that you'd want to date? I don't know. Did you see that thing with Trump? What, am I, Trump? About, yeah, wanting to date his daughter or sleep with his daughter. I'm paraphrasing, of course, but... That was years really ago that was said. Oh, that was said years ago, but of course all this stuff comes up now to make him look even more twisted and evil. Right, right. He's more machine now than man. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> what do you think, more uh, slasher films? I think this will just have, like, uh, a rise. I agree, Dave. You said something in another episode that I think I can link to this, where... We were talking about the rise of the slasher film, and every week there's another slasher film. And what, what do we, what do we have now? And you're saying the new independent movement, and I think you're absolutely right. I think it's like we were talking about when we were like, we've got to make a movie, exploded edge movie, and you're like, you know, and, and Brandon went on and said there are people doing this now. You know, some are great, yeah. and some are garbage, but that's exactly what we had back in the '80s, and that's it's just it's circular. And I, I have a feeling we're just going to get more and more of these independently produced movies. They might get uh, maybe a little bit more mean-spirited. Well, I think of a film last year like like Hellions, which was sort of like a, a statement against abortion. And I think that with everything that's going on now, we're going to see a rise in political messages being, being part of a director's or writer's agenda when it comes to making films. Not that it never was. It's there in some films. In some. But I could also see just making silly political slashers. You know how they have like these Abe Lincoln vampire hunters. I could see them doing a lot of spoof type stuff with everything that's going on now. Yes, but we're just going to see a couple from a few directors. I don't subscribe to that theory that it really changes the horror landscape that much. No. I I never have. Not like it did. No, and when Bush was in office, you had a couple things like that. 
it seems like you don't see a whole lot. You didn't see a whole lot of slant against against Obama just to get into the politics. Now that Trump, yes, you know there's going to be shit with Trump. When Bush was there, you did see some things, mostly because of wartime shit. Remember they did that Masters of Horror episode. Well, yeah, everybody was it coming because back. of the response to 9/11. At that point, that's where everything sort of became a little bit more. I guess, like uh, JP said in his message, to cry for nostalgia and like simpler times, which was well, the onset of the remake and whatever, but yeah, which also led to uh, gorier films, gorier movies in the cinema, because of course, then we sure. had CSI and everything on TV showing us things we'd never seen on TV or pushing the limits of TV. So the movies had to sort of up the ante a little bit. So they allowed, they got a little looser with the censorship in the theater. They which, did, CSI, which CSI did you watch, Christian? CSI Manitoba? Yeah, Manitoba. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you what, TV is fucking violent. <laughs> what who song did they play for that? <laughs> <laughs> what did they play, Tommy they or play, They played a Rush album? song. They played a Rush song. Now, of course they played a Rush song, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. They played Trees or some shit, you know? <laughs> Have I mentioned oh, this episode how I hate you two? <laughs> Does that come up nice <laughs> well listen i, I don't think yeah we love you too one love um yeah one love one head <laughs> um one i don't think it matters back. that much <laughs> i don't think it's i think you'll see a few directors do things i think you always have you had romero doing his stuff he had misstatements politically and shit like that but more than just politics i just don't like the 80s were a fucked up time. People are supposed to be happy in the 80s, right? But we had all those slashers, and yeah, they were cheesy fun, and, and that's true, but they were violent at the same time. And now the 90s, JP says that people are happy in the 90s. I disagree. I think people were more miserable in the 90s than in years. But that was when grunge came out, and that's when everybody started feeling fucking... People were having heroin overdoses, and, and people were... All the lyrics were all fucking negative. Take a look around. I mean, everything went... Like, gangster rap started in, like, the 80s, but then everything got a real hardcore rap in the 90s. The fucking music, the grunge, everything was, like, kind of negative. So, I don't know. I disagree. I don't think people are happy. That's when everybody started feeling fucking Generation Xers and Yers and fucking, you know, just... All the stuff, the dynamic of everything that was going on in this country, you know, coming from divorced houses and the economy and shit. I don't know. And as far as like what's happening now and the whole remake thing, granted, it started in the 2000s, but it's it really got crazy the last like, what, 10 years? I mean, I think it's just fucking lack of creativity. I don't look that deeply into it. I, I, that's all I think it is. It, it's like member berries. You guys watch South Park when they do, when they do that shit or no? I've been in years, unfortunately. Oh, Love it. It's oh, funny, fuck. but I haven't, I haven't seen it in years. Well, they're doing these things now, and the last last season and this season, are they do it like serial way, where it's a connected show. It's like a long show. It's connected. So, you, you know, you have to keep up. But this this season, they're doing this thing called Member Berries, and it's basically these little berries, and they're like, Member Chewbacca? Oh, oh, Member Ghostbusters? And they're just, you know, making a joke about fucking how everything's being remade and rebooted and all this shit to try to make people happy because whatever. I mean, to distract them from what's really going on in the world, shit like that. I don't know. It could be that. I just, I don't put too much into that. Like, JP, he says he, he does to a degree. I, I barely do. I just, I just think it's the evolution of horror, right? Of course, it's going to get more hardcore. It's like anything. It's just, 
it, it progresses, you know, and ever since violence started, we had the MPA crackdown, MPAA for a while. Now, just like the Christian was saying, the violence on TV, I was watching American Horror Story. And I'm catching up. And then, of course, I saw Walking Dead, a couple of those early episodes this season. And the fucking gore, I was thinking, I'm like, the gore that I'm seeing right now, I'm like standing up fucking cheering, going, yeah! We would have never seen that. (laughs) Now that's gore. That's right! (laughs) Dude, I was loving it. And But think about this. The New Blood, all right? Brandon New Blood. Right. Look how much was cut from that movie. And that's an R-rated movie. This is television, TV, mature, whatever. But uh, what do you guys think? I, I mean, like I said, I, I don't think that it's... I don't think it has to do with the times. I just think it, it's the natural evolution uh, of the genre. The downfalls, I think we always have to look at it from a retroact, uh, retrospective standpoint. So it's something that we might not notice happening now. But when we look back three, five years down the road at this time... We might be able to see a, the the bigger picture. Yeah, because so the the, the the gore films that are they're definitely getting more mean spirited, but at the same time, there's a lot more thought provoking horror films out there now. Just look in the last couple of years, you know, Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. It follows. This year, you have stuff like The Witch. You got um, Neon Demon. It's a lot of thought provoking stuff with minimal. Well, not Neon Demon, but some of the others with minimal to no violence whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, And funny enough, I don't know if you guys read this earlier. uh, It was just actually today. There's not one, but four new uh, horror films coming about about Mexicans building a wall. Oh, really? No. (laughs) 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 Oh, like four. What the? Where'd you get the scoop? I was shocked. Four separate. One told from the perspective of the Mexican. <laughs> it's gonna be footage. a quadrilogy. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be a Lord of. It's like gonna be yeah. like Lord of the Rings. It's gonna, it's gonna be an epic fucking thing about Mexicans in a wall. I'm dragging this bad joke out longer than it needed to be. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, that's a great question, JP, and I, 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 I almost wish you were here for the discussion because I think you think a little differently about it than I do. And these guys, I, I don't know. Do you guys agree more with what I'm saying or, the, or what JP is saying? Do you think it's reflective of the times or do you just think it's natural? I think I think it, it is reflective of the times. There's some coincidence, like you said, too. But I think you could sort of pinpoint certain styles and, and, and movie movie types uh, based on the, the time frame that they came out. Yeah, it just seems to me that there are a few movies each year, but I don't think it's the grand... The, I don't think the entire landscape. It, it, it's I don't think it greatly influences it. I just think you're gonna you're always gonna have a couple guys, directors or whoever or writers that are gonna do things that are you know time appropriate or, or what ha- what's going on at the time you know. But I don't think it's as broad as uh, a lot of people think. I just think that some guys have opinions on like artists. I mean, not how many artists are political? Not very many. I'm talking about musical bands. You know, you get a couple. You know what I mean? But I mean, what, 90% of them are not. They're just making music. Yeah. And the other guys have something to say. I still feel like we're in a very nostalgia-type time frame. You know, I used Star Wars last year, Force Awakens. I still think if they wanted to do the new Friday the 13th, the best way would be to bring it back to an 80s feel. That's why I like the, the Final Girls last year so much. I still feel like we're in this sort of era or time frame of nostalgia. Uh, 
we love those films from the earlier 80s. Someone actually wrote a question. Why do we, some, I think it was in our anniversary show, why do we give more weight, more validity to like Return of the Living Dead or Reanimator, Dawn of the Dead, because they maybe, def but they defined the kind of the genre. Well, more so Dawn of the Dead and, and Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead. But those films, and then a movie comes out this year and we're kind of not as quick to jump on and say it's a classic. Mm. But I think a classic is something that stands the test of time. So unfortunately, sure. time plays into that. Uh, and then that's, that, and that, like, that's why I say Shaun of the Dead now is, is what, 13 years old? Whatever? Yeah. To 2004. Me. Yeah. yeah. I, I consider that a, a modern classic. And I'm with you. And there's, there have been plenty of modern classics, I think. Now. What about all the found footage and internet-related, you know, Unfriended, The Den? That's definitely reflective of the times. The reality television, the everybody wants to be a star. Yeah. YouTube, all the, all fandom. The, all the technology. Everything's found footage. Even a film like The Shallows. That's true. We wouldn't have seen that 20 years ago. She would have just been trying to survive for her life, not texting and... That's true. It's going to timestamp everything is what it's doing. Yeah. That's what I was yeah. saying when we, when we were talking about that film. In a, in That's a, not a bad thing because that helps no. feed the nostalgia when you look back 20 years from now and watch it and be like, oh... Remember when selfie sticks were a big thing? Or remember when <laughs> flip phones were a big thing? Right. It's true. Don't you do it now when you look at shit from the 80s? I mean, I love that stuff because I was yeah. there and it was a happy time. And, you know, you people wearing fucking ridiculous clothes and big hair and all that stuff and the music. It's great. You know, now. <laughs> 15 years I don't ago. think of I, I had don't think that of same selfie stick. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Brandon. I cut you off there, I think. No, I was going to say, I don't think films have to hold up through the test of time. I think they can be dated and still be classics. I agree. It adds to it, I think. I, I dig yeah. it. But, man, that, that's a thought-provoking question. Uh, I'll tell you that. So so thanks, JP. Wow. So that's it for voicemails. Uh, nice and quick. Now we have a, a few a few emails. Uh, we have BC over here. Ah, homie. Headers. I realize that it has been mentioned before that you guys aren't much into video games. But I am wondering, if you found out that your life was indeed a video game, what kind of game would it be? Example, platformer, Japanese RPG, bullet hell, etc. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and Blissful Boxing Day. <laughs> BC. <laughs> what, what's that last one? Bullet? Bullet head? I, boxing Day? No, no, not Boxing Day. The last <laughs> gaming platform. Bullet? Bullet head? Bullet hell. Bullet hell? What the hell is that? I'm guess I see I don't know because I'm not a gamer. I'm guessing bullet hell might be like shoot him game? First person shooter? Well, maybe? That's what I call a first person shooter. That's bizarre. So maybe it's a sec a, a total separate genre or subgenre of game. I would say if if he had asked this question right after I'd finished eating on Thanksgiving, I'd probably compare myself to Call of Duty or more of Call of Massive Diarrhea. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but Call of Duty. Call of Duty. It's a good one. Um, <laughs> nice. I'm probably a role-playing game, but I'm not even the main character in it. No, Black Phillip is. You're, you're the other one. <laughs> I'm not even in the game. Get the stuffing for both ends. The I would say mine would be like a platformer slash first-person shooter. That's a Platformer seems like the best way. All different levels. That represents different time frames in your life. That's what a platformer is? Platformers like Mario, Sonic the Hedgehog, Crash Bandicoot, those games. So what's a, a side-scrolling uh, adventure well, thing? Yeah, old-school side-scrolling, side and now and then now they've become 3D, where, where 
you know, you're not sort of side scrolling anymore. You can be going ahead and you're jumping over. Shouldn't stuff. they be Mario since he's a short Italian? <laughs> yeah, I'll be I'll be <laughs> Luigi, your cousin. Okay. Are we brothers That's or cousins? I forget. And I'll be I'll be Princess Peach. Yeah, brothers, Super Mario Brothers. What do you think, Princess Peach? Please, even, please shove a two things. Please shove a toadstool up my ass. Two things I can't believe I screwed up. But first off, I was laughing because Brayden said he'd be Princess Peach, and that, that killed me. Second, I'm like, are they brothers or cousins? Super Mario Brothers. It's in the fucking title. Are they brothers or Super Mario cousins? <laughs> Are you fucking serious? I am, I, am, I am serious. I fucked that up. That's brilliant. My stupidity is brilliant. Oh, it is. That was worth that question alone. As confused as I am about this question. <laughs> Super Mario, are they brothers? <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, that was legit. I'm legit uh, stupid. <laughs> Holy so wait. Smoke. So you're saying that that basically... Christian and myself are supposed to be on a mission to save Brandon. Yeah. That's what's going on here. That's your Princess Peach. And we're Mario Peach. and Luigi. I'm trapped in my own mind. So basically, my game should be a first-person shooter taking place in my mind where I'm killing all the demons and voices that are haunting me. That's deep. That is deep. So, Christian, you want to be constantly having goals, and then at the end of the goal... You, you start back over and it's a new goal. It just never ends because that's like what Mario is. Eventually, you get the princess, but yeah, eventually you score the big the big prize. But yeah, there's always going <laughs> to be like something you're striving for, right? Yes. Yeah. And then the sequel comes out and you got to save her all over again. Well, there you go, Mario Two. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that you could choose to be Mario, Luigi, Peach, and somebody else. Toad, Yoshi, Toad, Yoshi, Yoshi. No, Toad. Toad. Toad yeah. was the other one. Yeah, it was Toad. The little guy with the head with the fucking... With the Toad head. Yoshi. 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 Yoshi came you could, you, could, you could ride Yoshi, I think, in that one. Like but uh, Dino from uh, the Flintstones. But no, but it was Toad. was the four. Trust me, I love that game. It was and it was all a dream in the end. Part two. It was all a dream? Yeah, when you beat the game, you find out that Mario was dreaming the whole thing. It was all a dream. Wow. They went all, they went all new heart. Yeah. Ah. I'm Mario that, Cousins too. Mario Cousins too. It was a cliche that didn't even work in video games. Mario Cousins too. <laughs> Mario's second cousins once removed. <laughs> Three. <laughs> All right. I guess I'd be more of a Link guy. I think I'd be Link. You know, I, it would be like a, a big thing to overcome, and it would it would it would not be easy at all. Everything is a fucking puzzle. Just when you think you got something figured out, some other fucking crazy thing comes out of the left field. Then you you beat these guys. Now you got to beat these guys. So yeah, I think that's a good one. The but, missing link. See, look, the missing link. Yeah, <laughs> that would be me. That would be me. Okay, so so thank you for that. We have one more email, and it's it's not even a question, but it is. This is from uh, Marnie, Marnie Maudsley, and she says... Marnie! Yeah. Hey, guys. Keep forgetting to send in my iTunes review, but here it is. Cheers, Marnie. Check it out. Because it's from the land down under, we don't get to see it. So now we have, I believe, four. Four from Australia. So she's in on the mix. But we're I'm big in Australia. We're yeah, we're big in Australia. Australia. Ha, yes. Nice. So, <laughs> Oi. hashtag... Hashtag save Black Phillip. <laughs> if, 
If you're looking for a laugh when listening to a horror podcast, then check out The Exploding Heads. With three great hosts, each episode comes with lots of laughs. They know their horror and always good to hear their views on different films. Do check out this podcast. P.S. Brandon, you better be being a gentleman to Black Phillip. <laughs> Marnie. <laughs> what does that mean? Huh? You have to like just oh. pet him for a little bit first? Yeah. A little foreplay. Pillow talk? <laughs> a little foreplay? Uh, you play with the teats? Oh, no, wait. Do, do male goats have teats? No, of course not. No, it's only female. Yeah, they call them, don't, Thank don't, God they something call... took over for my, my Mario cousins. Don't they call them teats? Isn't that fucking, you know, their nipples? Their sucklings? Right? Yeah, those are on the females. Okay, the only... Well, I don't know. I don't fucking hang around goats. What do I what know? What do you mean? All females nurse their young. Okay. With their teats. Yeah. It's gotten very creepy in the last, like, ten seconds. Yeah, this is a creepy show. All right, all right, all right. So, <laughs> we now have four Australian reviews. We have one from New Zealand, and we have one from Canada. Am Canada. I correct? One. Yeah. So, that's an extra uh, extra six on top of our um, our other ones. And, and on the other be, one... We should be getting more, too, because I posted a giveaway for our next episode. A double giveaway. Two-person giveaway. Really? I said, all you have to do is give us a review on iTunes. And I said, if you've already done that, leave us an email or a voicemail. We had 23 on there. And now, if you add four Australian, a Canadian, and a New Zealand, that's that's six that. more. How many is that? Four? 20. This is American <laughs> math. <laughs> four? Ca- five? Carry the six? Eight? Oh, we're short one. So next time we get a review, it's an official 30. Free swag. How yeah, come no Mexican play. reviews? You don't like us in Mexico? JP yeah, reviewed why? us. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> so, guys, yeah, iTunes. You know, it just takes fucking, it takes 10 seconds. Get on there, do something, a little something for this show. That's all we ask. Go on. And just, you can, if you don't have an iTunes, you don't need to even be messing with it. You can just create an iTunes account and get on there, and it takes freaking 15 seconds and write us a review, and you're in on the drawing, and it helps us a lot. So there you have it. Or Stitcher. If you don't use iTunes and use Stitcher, Stitcher. I didn't even realize I had uh, reviews for TJF13 on Stitcher. Uh, so we see. should check Stitcher uh, and make sure that people haven't been leaving reviews there. Maybe, because then that would make 30. Okay. I will check Stitcher we'll before check next show. Yeah. I can Free movies it. and free swag coming your you way. Know, speaking of all this stuff, I, I finally jumped on... Horror Mino again. It's been a long time. I realized ah. I hadn't been on it for a while. It's pretty, I like that app. It's cool. See? I've read a bunch you. of people that are following the show. The show seems like it's got a great following there, which is great. But yeah, no, I, I, I like the way it's set up. They make it really kind of cool. I think it's just that, you know, I, I really think I should just spend more time on it because it's geared to what I want. But I think it's just because of the I, sheer amount of faith, Facebook, Twitter. It's just something else. I haven't gotten into Instagram. My family keeps going, get an Instagram. Instagram. I'm like, Fuck Instagram. Too many things to fart around with, man. I got, you know, I got to talk to people. Dude, I just do it for the show. I'm going to create an Instagram for the show. I don't know when, but I I do plan to because it's free advertising. So why not? You know, I don't have anything personal at all. Everything I have is just show related except for the Facebook. But I mean, it's still show related. All the talk I do is just with you guys and, you know, people in the horror family. I'm not on there talking about my daughter and fucking birthday parties and Merry Christmas and this. And I don't do that shit. I did it on on my old account. I took that completely out of my life. I I took it out. I'm done with it. (laughs) 
You know, glad, so I, glad to know you removed your daughter and Christmas from your life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't remove it. I, I removed it for the public. From nobody the Facebook life. Yeah, nobody gets to know anything personal. And I'm still pushing the old formats really hard. I'm still advertising and, and pushing us on MySpace and on Napster. <laughs> and, and, Napster! And, Betamax. And, 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 you know, really advertising to, the, to Palm Pilots and stuff, you know. <laughs> <laughs> really, really working hard. Yeah, we got a message board site and um, what's that thing called? Oh, I forgot what Firestar. What's that shit called? <laughs> Angel Fire. We got a website, fucking message boards, <laughs> all that good stuff. We're huge but you know AOL. what? <laughs> AOL, yeah, of course. Yep, we're on the Yahoo Messenger, exploding heads. <laughs> Yahoo <laughs> Messenger. You could talk to us directly on it. Uh, we got we're in chat rooms. <laughs> chat. <laughs> but uh yeah you know let me pimp quick then pimp quick that sounds good um sounds like uh, a chocolate milk pimp quick <laughs> chocolate milk nestle's pimp quick yeah it comes from the teat of black philip <laughs> <laughs> um, that would be dark chocolate milk well, black philip could have teats i mean he's uh universal he doesn't have a sex oh wait no brandon does he i know he would know <laughs> he does, he does. Um, Okay. All that's, right. that's why I sound hoarse tonight. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, so, yeah. Get on the Facebook group page. We're there. It's growing, but it's not growing enough. We want to see tons more action. So just get onto Facebook and type in Exploding Heads Horror Podcast and join the group and get in. Uh, Horror Amino, it's just Exploding Heads Horror Podcast. And... Uh, Twitter, Exploding Heads, at EH Horror Podcast. And that's it. And if you want to email us, really easy, Exploding Heads Horror Podcast at gmail.com. And, and if you want to send us a voicemail, I'm going to tell you what the number is, but I'm going to waste a second because I don't know it offhand, and I'm going to have to go on Facebook to look it up. So let me go to our wonderful group page, Exploding Heads Horror Podcast. Let me click on info. And there you go, guys. If you're on that group page, you don't have to ask me what the what the things are, what the numbers are, and what the email. That's it's at the top info. So, voicemail is 702-625-2224. 702-625-2224. Boom. And iTunes. Leave us a review on iTunes or subscribe on iTunes at the very least. Anytime a new episode comes, there you go. It comes to your device directly. That's enough pimp time. All right. What's next, guys? Um. 2016 movies. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Yeah, I got some catching up to do because, uh, but I did get four done, at least. I feel like I'm missing one. I'm happy with four. Let's hear it. Neon Demon, The Windmill Massacre, Trash Fire, and The Monster. Okay, what are your thoughts? Yeah. All of them were great. Nice. All four were great. Neon Demon. Windmill Massacre, Trash Fire, and the Monster. Yeah, all four. Yes. all four were great. What's your lowest rating? Eight out, out of ten. Nice. That's I got to awesome. do rewatches. The problem with it is yep. I've got to do rewatches, um, but I'm still doing first watches because <laughs> I've got to catch up with a lot of movies. So where you guys were hitting like a hundred and hundred and fifty, what was it, Brandon? Uh, I'm at one twenty. I'm done. One twenty. One twenty. One twenty. And one and one hundred. I still, uh, I made a, a pack. I had 40 that I wanted to try to watch 
So that's four down, 36 more to go. But that's, not all, that's not all the ones that I've, I've watched because I've watched a ton from earlier. Not a ton, but a, a few from earlier in the year as well. So it will be it'll still be a pittance compared to what you guys did. I think when all is said and done, we're talking about probably 50 to 60 movies. Nothing wrong yeah. with that. Now, if you want to shoot them by us, some of those first-time watches, we could tell you whether it's worth it or not. Well, I, think, I think a lot of them I wrote down or I asterisked based on if you guys had recommended them or, or gave them a favorable review. Like Scare yeah. Campaign, you guys both seem to talk highly about, so I took that mm-hmm. and watched it. I was I was very happy with Scare Campaign. It's, it's not getting much pub. You don't hear really... many people talking about it. Oh, it, I don't it, know why. It was great. The Windmill Massacre really. Hey, Dave, you pumped it, and actually, I don't think I heard yeah. anybody before that. It was on your ch- November or October challenge, and yeah. it's a great slasher movie. It's a little hokey, right, old school, a little hokey in two parts, little two scenes. It's not, and and, and it could have had a bigger finish, but it didn't matter. You're right, old school, and it was yeah. fun as hell. Yes, it's what I want a slasher yeah. to be. It, it's an easy formula. Why don't we see enough of these? Why do we only see two or three a year if we're lucky? You know, but that's did you, one. Did you guys see the monster? Because I don't know if I want to go into detail about it yet. I saw it. That's all. I liked it all. Last show I discussed it, I said I gave it a 7.5. And I actually kind of got into, I didn't, not a spoiler, but I said there was one thing I didn't like. And it was basically what happened to the monster at the end and how it happened. Sorry. I think a lot of people are going to like this movie because there's no comedy and it's just straightforward monster. It's not bullshit. You know what I mean? I think people are, are like that aspect of it. So I think it's going to get a lot of high ratings. And I do like those aspects. Like I said, my only beef was what I said. And it's not, it's not a major beef, but it's enough to, that I was going to give it an 8 and knocked it down to a 7.5, which is not a bad movie by any means. Just not, I wouldn't expect it to see it on my top 10, that's all. And I think that movie is going to make top 10s of people. Just yeah. Yeah. I think this year, this year especially, I think you're going to have to be at eight and a half or higher to make my top ten. I'm with you. <laughs> well, just so you know, Lake Erie and Carnage Park were both on the uh, to-watch list, but just didn't make it for this show. Well, I saw Carnage Park a little bit ago, and I was not impressed. I think I gave it like a six. And I've heard uh, very, very poor reviews for Lake Erie. Well, you know what? Lake Erie, I also give it a six. I watched it just recently, and um, I like the way it ended. It was kind of strange. Speaking of Lake Erie, hold on a second. I have I have a recording here of a scene from Lake Erie, which I found amusing. Hold on a second, and you'll know why when I play it. Hello, Kate. This must be a dream. You are correct. Well, I don't know if I've seen you so soon, Mr. Lloyd. <laughs> I just got a kick out of Mr. Lloyd. But, but you heard that dialogue. It was kind of right, weird, and lame, and didn't sound so great. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. It, it was a fucked up movie. I've got a recording for you guys that I wanted to play oh. on the show last week, and I didn't have a chance to. So Let's hear it, man. It's not too loud. You tell me how it sounds. Supposedly, there's a Dr. Lipschitz on the show Rugrats, the cartoon Rugrats. 
And that's like a big, like, that was a big send off of Dr. Lipschitz on that show. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you got to play that for your father. <laughs> Dr. Lipschitz. You know, what's he going to say? <laughs> oh, fuck. I'll play that for him. Brandon! Brandon, my boy! <laughs> He's going to say. <laughs> uh, what what do you want I should do? I, I got uh, ears, eyes, and nose bleed. A mild rumbling in the head. Get Dr. Lipschitz on the phone. Is that Jewish? <laughs> Is that supposed to be Jewish? I guess. He's, uh, he's, he's a Polish immigrant, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you want I should do? I don't know. Dr. Lipschitz on the phone. Get Dr. Lipschitz on the phone, Brandon. <laughs> Does he sound like your father or no? Not at all. Damn. Your dad was probably born in Jersey and is like <laughs> Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn, okay. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm doing? I'm doing a Mel, a Mel Brooks imitation of a Jewish guy. That's totally like a Mel Brooks, right? You, you, see, you familiar with Mel Brooks movies, Brandon? Yes, I'm familiar with Mel Brooks. Okay. And his... Well, I mean, I don't know if you watch his movies or not. I'm just saying. I do. Okay. But it isn't it the way he talks? Hey, I do. What do you do? Uh, Dr. Lipschitz. I don't know. I, I grew up with Mel Brooks, so that was the best I had, you know. <laughs> Dr. Lipschitz. So, yeah, where the hell were we? Uh, 2016. Your, your movies, yeah. Your, you guys, okay. your 2016 watches. I'm up to 108, but it's going to actually, I was going to stop, but it's going to end up being 110. Because I started, there's a new found footage movie that came out called Hell something. Hell uh, Night. Not Hell Night, no. Yes. I don't know what the. Hell Knight LLC? Yeah. It's Hell Knight or Hell Hell Hotel or something? I think it's Hell Knight LLC. Well, whatever it is. It's Hell something. Else. Maybe it is Knight. I don't know. Hell Knight sounds too generic because there's been a Hell Knight movie. Either way. Like that um, stopped them. <laughs> right. Well, I started watching it last night and I was I got tired and I had to stop because I heard it was found footage and it was recommended. So I got to see that. It's found footage. So I got into it. And I was so far so good. I stopped. And there's one more movie that's going to come out beyond the gates is going to come out by the time we record next show, the top 10. So I'm going to actually end up being at 110. But Hell House LLC. Hell House. See, I knew it wasn't Hell Night. Okay. But uh, Trash Fire. I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it as well. Um, did I have a beef with it? No, it was kind of slow to start. Once it got going, once they got to the house they had to get to, it was great. I really enjoyed it. I loved the way it ended. You know, uh, you didn't know where it was going to go. And I didn't even mind that there was somebody with an affliction in the film. I th at first, I was like, oh, no, when they show this person, I don't like it. But no, no, it ended oh. up being... Uh-oh, Dr. Balchinian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Balchinian. Now he's a doctor, too? They talked about <laughs> when they're having sex, and she goes, your balls smell. <laughs> yeah. That's when they're kissing. <laughs> yeah, I can see people not liking this movie because it it it's script. Well, I mean, you could go back to his other two films to see if you like its style, but it's um because his other films are Excision and Super Gothic, correct? Yeah, right. Uh, it's very like the acting is stilted on purpose, and I can see that turning people off. It's slow to start, like it's not a traditional horror film. But I kind of like what he does with it. Yeah, and, the grandma, and it's got and the Tina from Final Girls. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. Who cool. had no problem showing her tits in this movie? Yet they didn't like they they cut away from her about to give the old reveal in Final Girls. Oh, <laughs> 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 
You know, that's the chick from H2. Harley, the girl from Rob Zombie's H2 that is so hot in that movie. You know what I'm talking about? The bad girl with the dark hair that cooks up with the wolfman. That's her. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because I just watched that too for uh, Postmortem. We did it. I told you I found I have a new appreciation of the Rob Zombie ones. Again, they're growing on me. I didn't I didn't rate them as high, but they're they put it this way: they've trumped H uh, Halloween Five now. Because remember, I kind of had the Halloween wow. in order. Well, great, no, because... another Trump reference. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween Five. I I could take something out of my body right now that's going to trump Halloween 5. Yeah, you hate it, but it's actually, there's got some good scenes oh. in it, which I think are better than 6 and H2O and Resurrection. But anyway, we're not, we, we this is becoming Friday the 13th now, discussion. I know, it's a new thing, it. you're right. Go back to it. No, it's, it's <laughs> Halloween, <interesting>. take a drink. <laughs> but you, I thought you watched more than that, did you not? Oh, I did, yeah, I just, yeah, I, I watched a shit. Okay, I'll tell you what. <laughs> uh, like I said, when we left off, here's what I've watched since, Okay. Kill Your Friends, The Horde, Masks, Within, The Resort, with a Z, Black Mountainside, Corpse of Anna Fritz, Trash Fire, Siren, Goddess of Love. That tick took me to 100. So based on what I've said right there, who, who, who has anything? First of all, The Horde. That came recommended from you, didn't it, Brandon? Yes. I didn't like it. I, I gave it a, I gave a, it a seven film? and a half. The Horde? Because there was one that came out a couple of years ago, I think, that I might be mistaking it with. Yeah, there was right. another Horde film. It's a generic title, so I'm... Like the zombie one where they were stuck in... Yeah, the this, is, okay. this is not that one. This had good gore when the kill started, but that was really it. Then at the end, it turned into fucking Rambo 3, and it was a one-man guy fucking killing a bunch of people with fucking bows and arrows, and it just... It had good gore, but... They just made this guy out to be fucking Rambo just because he was a Navy SEAL. Wasn't he a Navy SEAL? Is that what it was? Yeah. Maybe not a name. Something. And nothing against. Yeah, I understand that these are talented fucking I people. I like it. The girl, like, laughed at this girl was on death's door. And she had these hillbilly. That's what the horror is. They're, like, fucking long-term people. Mutants and fucking uh, incest fucking shit. Anyway, these people have her trapped. And they want. They were. she's on death's door. They're about to kill her. And they let her know that, oh, by the way, your boyfriend isn't dead. And she starts laughing at them. Like, what's so funny? Like, oh, you have no idea what you're in store for or something. So she thinks that her, her man is powerful enough to take down fucking 30 people. And sure enough, of course, he does it. It just... it just He's uh, badass. He's trying to do that. Come on. These are fucking killers. They live, they live for killing every day of their life. I don't know. I just... I'm glad you enjoyed it. It just seemed too far-fetched to me. I did like the gore. It was some of the best gore I've seen this year. There was some good gory kills, but... You know, and then there was a twist at the end, which wasn't a twist whatsoever. That the first minute you see this guy on screen in some kind of, you know that at the end, that's going to be the guy that's, oh, it's going to be a big revelation later on that he knows what's going on or he's hooked up. And of course it was. It just. Oh, what? Uh, back at the bar? Yeah. How did you <laughs> not know? Right away I knew, you know? I, but yeah, like, of course. I had to bring that up because you recommended it. And that's one of the very few recommends that you've Fuck given me. me. What? <laughs> Kill your friends made up for it. That's that oh, was yeah. a Brandon recommend. Yes, it was. And I'll tell you right now, without spoiling it, that got my highest rating uh, of those movies and and the next eight I'm gonna mention. So yeah, it's amazing film. So did you guys, Corpse of Anna Fritz? I heard you heard you mention it on Twenty Two Shots. You were disappointed as I was. Very disappointed. Yeah, dude. What the hell is the stink about that movie? I just I don't know. Was not into it. It was like Dead Girl, but not even as good. Even though Dead Girl, I'm not even a fan of. It was just like, 
Dead Girl was better. Nothing really happened in this movie. I mean, something happened, but it just was one note. It makes no sense. No. The whole idea makes no sense. Well, that, but yeah, but you can look past it, I guess, like Dead Girl. I mean, it, it is what it if is. If it was like a, if it was like Dead Girl, but it was nothing like Dead Girl. Yeah, I just didn't get it. Whatever masks, did we all see that or no? Oh, you didn't see masks, did you? The mask is one. The mask is one of the ones I saw. Good stuff, right? I liked it. It could have been a little shorter. It moved a little bit slow. But once it got going, I loved it, and I loved the ending. The ending. I remember being a slight not confused, but. It is a bit confusing. People are going to misinterpret the ending, but uh, but I quite enjoyed it. I still give it, what would you rate it? Uh, eight. Yeah, I gave it 8.5, so I was even higher because I was so impressed with the kills and everything, the way it was set up. It kind of reminded me of Neon Demon slash Starry Eyes. Let me, let me ask you this, and th- this won't spoil it, but ha- did you take the ending to be a positive or a negative ending? I took the ending to be... I don't know how I took it. I just wasn't crazy about it. It was just the two girls. One saw something as one thing. The other saw something as another. The, the two people that have influenced their lives negatively and what happened. And then one carries on into something else. And then it's just kind of there. And I didn't know what to think about it. Okay, because it, it is pretty definitive one way, at least the way I saw it. So I could tell you yeah, about it. I don't know. I guess we'll do it another time. Not here, right? It's a spoiler, right? Yeah, it'd be a spoiler if I told you. All right. Uh, trash fire, we also... Within, uh, I forgot what Within was, but I gave it a 7 out of 10. <laughs> what the hell was it, Within? And I'll look it up in a second. The Resort. Has anyone seen or heard about this one? No. I've heard about it. I did not have any desire to see it. It's Resort with a Z, meaning zombie, which is why I put it off because I'm... Isn't that where you, you get to go to a resort to, to hunt a zombie? Yeah. yeah. Yes. But it was cool. I actually ended up caring about the characters, and the kills were good, and it was zombies. If a zombie movie now can come on, and I can be cool with it, that's something good, because it's already taking... Come on what? Come on, Black Phillip. How can I explain it? If a zombie movie is on, and it's already... There's already a strike against it for me right now. I'm just not into them right now. I'm turned off to them. So if I can watch a zombie movie, and at the end of it, come out saying, you know what? pretty good then other people might like it even more but yeah you're right it's a situation where people are going as sport to kill zombies you know they make a game out of it and something else and you have to pay and it's an expensive thing i think they fly him in and they have to go to you know it's a they turn it into a sport slash game type thing and then of course something goes wrong the security breaks down for some reason hell breaks loose zombie attack but it was still good so I, I was still with a seven and a half out of it. So I would check it out. Cool. Yeah. And within, oh yeah, within was that one about the um, interesting movie. Seven out of ten. I don't want to say anything. A family moves into a house. Uh, it's looking like something's going on. There's a history in the house. It's set up like a ghost story, but maybe there's another thing going on from the outside. I don't want to say too much. The the twist, if you will, might piss some people off. It actually worked for me. And after somebody here sees it, and we talk about it next week or whenever, we'll, we'll, I don't want to say anything, but you know, if you get a chance to check out Within, check it out, because uh, the twist is, um, like I said, it's kind of interesting. Black Mountainside. You saw that, right, Brandon? Did you yeah, watch that's it one of the ones I watched, yeah. What'd you think? I wasn't crazy about it. Oh, shit, I thought for sure you would like it. I, wow. I, I just... 
I understand why you thought I'd like it. I just, eh. Everything until the end you didn't like? All the the way everything played out with the guy? It's kind of, it's almost a little bit like the thing, where you have like eight people in this place and freaking, they can't get out and crazy shit starts happening and people start dying one by one and I won't yeah, take too much. It, but. it never even, it doesn't really make much sense to me. I do like Fair the enough. big giant, I do like the big giant deer though. Yeah, that thing was great. <laughs> I, know, I thought the movie was creepy. I really thought the movie. Oh, it was, was creepy, out. definitely creepy. Yeah, it worked for me. I give it a high. I give it an eight and a half. Another one with a freaking high grade. Jeez, so. you're gonna have a top fifty this year. <laughs> I know, right? It's a good year, man. It's a good. Uh, did anybody watch Siren? We got that that screener sent to us from Jason. No, I didn't watch it. No, I haven't had a chance yet. Shit. Well, Siren is the one that's based off the uh, the chapter from the VHS movie. Yeah. And um, I gotta tell you, I enjoyed it. Um. Not, nothing out of this world, but uh, a good story. It's uh, Obviously, it's about the siren girl. We learn more about her backstory and everything else. Uh, I like the way it ended. That brought it up a little bit. Probably brought it, brought it up about a half a point. I, I give it a seven and a half, but it was nice. a good flick. And Goddess of Love. Anybody see that one? No. Nope. It's Goddess of Love. Uh, they should have called it Crazy Bitch. That's what it should have been called. It's... it's uh, <laughs> Check it out. Goddess of Love is about this girl. She is a uh, a dancer, stripper, and she falls for this new guy like right away, and she gets obsessed with him. One thing leads to another. He's come out of a bad relationship. Uh, she ends up going absolutely crazy, and it, I'm not spoiling anything because you know it's about her. 20 minutes in the movie, you know it's her. So it's not, you know, she starts killing a bunch of people, shit goes down, and it's um, not a cat and mouse, but, you know, she, of course she doesn't want to get caught, and she has to hide a body and some other shit, but it's, I guess you, I, I guess you could say it's kind of a, uh, you know, a character piece, but, yeah, Crazy Bitch would have been a good title for it, so, but again, 7 out of 10, so, I mean, I can dig that. Uh, what else we got? You Are Not Alone, Brandon, anything? You are not alone. Did I watch you that? You are not alone. Well, I'll tell you what. This is interesting because it's a movie <laughs> set up entirely in you're watching the movie first person. So you never actually see the main character. You hear her voice and you are basically her. You're seeing the whole movie through her eyes. I don't I think I've seen this. Okay, It took about an hour to get into something. But when it gets into something, she's being pursued by this guy. And it's her being chased through the house, so you get like a half-hour final chase scene. But it's played out really well. It's I, I really enjoyed it. I, I, not out of this world. What I say, seven out of ten, seven out of ten. But good. I like the gimmick of the first person. But I, I recommend that one. That was good. Uh, the Gateway, six out of ten. I don't remember enough about it to tell you. Oh yeah, I do it. That's the freaking. Oh yeah, no, that's observance. Uh, I'll get to that later. <laughs> the Triangle. The Triangle was a found footage documentary. No, more of a found footage about a cult, about these guys. It's almost set up like the beginning of, um, what's that shit called? Uh, excrement. Sacrament, okay? And they, <laughs> these guys get called from their, yeah. This is what excrement should have been. But these guys get called to their, their friend sends them a thing, says, hey, come out and see me, and this and that. They used to be a real tight-knit group. So they go out there, and they realize that it's kind of a cult thing, but they get there, and they're, they're kind of at ease, and they have to get familiar with these people. And it's really cool, uh, because, you know, the tension builds slowly throughout the film and then comes to a crescendo at the end. And something that I've never seen before in a horror movie, like an interesting kind of concept. And I really got into it. It got really hectic for like the last 15 minutes and shit goes down and it's cool. 
ultimately the last shot, the last few shots, I don't think make a whole lot of sense because I don't think cameras should have been there. And it's not explained enough what really is happening. So uh, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> and a couple more. But the triangle, I say check it out if you like found footage. Observance, artsy, weird, confusing, 5 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, I and watched then, that one. I was sick. Uh, dude, what'd you I, gave it, I gave it a, like a 6.5. But ah. th- that's a movie. I, I probably won't rewatch it, but at some point I will. I didn't get what happened in the last act. I was on board, and then the last act got real artsy and real confusing. Is yeah. that the way you felt? Yeah, I was very confused, but I was also very sick. Okay. So were you doped up? Yeah. Well, that should have helped. But okay. Uh, just because it's artsy doesn't mean it's good. People are going to listen to my, uh, you know, we talk about a lot of artsy films this year. A lot of them we really liked. But that, that doesn't, that, you know, you need more than that. Then Phobia. You guys see Phobia or no? Nope. Oh, not yet. Okay. Got two uh, weeks. Phobia is uh, from India. I want to say it's India. But check it out. Uh, <laughs> you don't know? No, I, I want to make sure it's definitely India, but I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. But uh, this girl, she becomes, she gets attacked and she becomes a, uh, what's that called? Agoraphobia? What's that thing when you don't want to? Agoraphobia? Agoraphobia. Right. She ends up having to stay inside the house. Agoraphobia starts... is when you're scared of eggs. Agoraphobia? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and she's traumatized, and she's trapped in her house, and she's seen things going on. The, the girl that used to live there, she thinks is dead, and maybe there's ghosts and this and that. But it's really well done, and it's an eight out of ten. I really dig it. And at say, the end, did you say it takes place in a Seven <laughs> Eleven? No, it is, it is from India. <laughs> is so, it from India? So it takes yeah. place in a Seven Eleven, or it does? <laughs> no, you bastard. <laughs> no. And is finally, there a cow Francesca. God? <laughs> Did you see Francesca? Oh, yeah, you did. I, I saw it I because of you. Yeah, oh, what it took to see that movie. I ended up watching the last act on my fucking phone. That, 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 uh, it took me four. It wouldn't work on the PlayStation. It wouldn't stream on my, my thing. For half an hour, it was fine on my computer. Then it started skipping and lagging. Finally, I said, fuck it. I'm going to go to my phone on the Amazon app and do it there. So that's how I watched that. I, it took forever to watch it, but good stuff. Well, I mean, I'm not crazy about... The end, because it didn't make sense to me, and people are going to say, oh, oh, that's Jaws. That's how it's supposed to be. I, I disagree. It was like somebody got introduced. It was a bad switch, and then they showed no, something. No, it made, it made perfect sense. You must not have been paying attention at the beginning, but the, the effects at the beginning were so bad that I can understand why it would confuse someone. Okay. Because there's a use of a doll that's not supposed to be a doll. <laughs> yeah, but a character. Oh, how about that song? Mommy? Mini, 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 That figure thing over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> Mama? What the fuck are you just talking about? It's an Italian. It's an Italian. So <laughs> it's a giallo. What movie? It's it's a, a, Francesca. Francesca. Oh, Francesca. Okay. Yeah, yeah, my Jeez little girl. <laughs> I had to watch it, you know. But yeah, it's set up like an old giallo, so it works well. It's very authentic, almost like the editor was last year, you know, where it was looks very authentic, like a, like a, a giallo from the seventies in that time period. But the ending. I didn't get it because a character comes out of nowhere and I have no idea where he came from. I never saw him before. And then all of a sudden, somebody... I don't want to spoil it, but we'll have to talk. You, saw, you did see that character. I'll explain it to you. Okay, we'll have to talk off the air about it. But that, 7 out of 10. What about you? What do you got, Brandon? You just stole all my watches, pretty much, except for <laughs> one. Why didn't you jump in? Jump in where? When I was talking, why didn't you jump in instead of into wait? The, into the conversation, Brandon. Into the conversation. I was, I was in the conversation, wasn't I? Well, then how did I how did I steal them? 
<laughs> you talked about them first. Okay, let's see what you got to say. You got to say something. Did I mention In the Deep last week or two weeks ago? I mentioned it and I told you to watch it. You said you had to watch it because of my recommendation. That's the one yes, that was in the theaters, right? Yeah. It's supposed I, to come to theaters next year. It's crazy. Yeah. And I did watch it and I freaking loved it. Yes. All right. Cool. Yeah, that was awesome. I mean, Wasn't it? it got predictable. I knew what was. I knew what the twist was going to be. I saw it a million miles away. Oh, just that one thing you did at the end? Yeah. But, it made but sense in this case, though. Yeah, it did make sense, but it was awesome. Uh, did I mention? I don't know if I mentioned I am not a serial killer with, with Christopher Lloyd. I think you mentioned it last show. Yeah, I think I did. But if I, I'll mention it again. It was fantastic. The only other film I saw that uh, that we haven't talked about tonight is Train to Busan. Ah, I like that. What'd you think? Yeah, liked it very much. Yeah. Well, getting a lot of it's... praise. Yeah, def- definitely in contention for a top ten spot, but. It's not going to be easy to make my top 10. I am doing a top 30 this year. Nice. Yeah, do it. There's great movies this year. Well, I I figured I saw 120 exactly, and I do plan on seeing Beyond the Gates. And what was that other one you had mentioned? Beyond the Gates and um, uh, Siren? No, the the found footage one. Oh, oh, oh. Um, You're talking about um, the triangle. The triangle, yeah. Um, so I might try to check that out. So I'll be a little higher, but a top 30 of 120 movies would be the top 25%. So I figure it's fair to at least showcase some of the others. And I'll post the others on the website nice. and then do the top 10 on the show. I'll probably do a top 25 after the show drops, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a great year, man. It really is. There's so much going on. And there's one more thing I'm going to say. I didn't mention it. It is a movie that I'm not going to mention until next week because it's going to make a certain list. So I'm gonna save it all for next week. Might even mention this freaking movie. I gotta tell you something. I haven't seen it yet. I don't know if it's out. I thought I remember hearing December second. I don't even know if that's wide release. I saw a trailer for it, and I really want to see this movie. It it seems like something I'd really enjoy. It's called The Eyes of My Mother. Oh, I keep seeing that that uh, advertised. Yeah, it looks haunting. It looks haunting. It looks. Uh, absolutely amazing i i really hope it will be out before i just didn't know if that release meant theatrical or if it meant like vod ready usually it means vod for vod and limited theatrical for a movie like that because i know beyond the gates comes out december 9th limited theatrical and vod so even though we we record on the 11th we'll have a chance to watch that as our last film and maybe slip it in if it's if it's amazing the old slipperino the old slipperino well, the eyes of my mother. I really, really want to see that film. It looks, it looks. Even the preview. Like I've never been creeped out by a preview before. Like Dave that, doesn't watch previews. I know, but that one I did. Very artsy preview, Dave. So it might not give anything away. I did forget the other film. I finally did watch Summer Camp. The biggest problem with that movie is the title. Shaky Camp. No, oh. I actually. You're right. <laughs> It's shaky, and I usually don't like that, but I'm with Brandon on that one. I was okay with it because they kind of had it throughout. The biggest problem with the title, I expected, like, you you told me it wasn't a slasher film. Right. They shouldn't have called it Summer Camp. It's a total cash grab title. It, it really, uh, yeah, okay, they're running yeah. a, a camp there. It really has nothing to do with. But it's such a cool premise. I've seen yeah. it in another movie called um, Husk, I believe. The film Husk had the similar uh, premise to it. Yeah, no, no, I love the movie. I, I love. And I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed yeah. the movie. Yeah, 
and the well, ending was really cool. The <laughs> ending was cool. Yeah, no, it was good. And I, I, I forgot. Uh, I was like, I know there's one more. So I was going through my list while you guys were going, doing your movies, and that was uh, the fifth one. Nice. Well, I like the fact that the virus wears off, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then comes that was that was interesting. I I was really into what was going on, but I'm telling you, the the camera was shaking so bad that I I. I I wanted to stop watching it, and that doesn't happen to me. And I'm a found footage guy. That's what's so perplexing that no one else had this problem. It, it was just like I've, I've heard a lot of people complain about 31, the action scenes and stuff, and how the, the shaky cam. And I, I noticed it there too, but I was whatever. But this was like that for 50% of the film. So I just really couldn't. I was like, what the hell is going on here? So whatever. In the eyes of my mother, it says coming soon in theaters Friday. But that could be limited. Who knows? It could be theaters coming and soon. limited. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't know, but hopefully we can watch that one, definitely. And I just remember that one movie, Gateway, that I gave a 6 out of 10. Uh, interesting. This girl gets an apartment, and she puts up a shower curtain, and when she puts up the shower curtain, it gets it, it vanishes, it disappears. And then she does it again, and it disappears. And it turns out this thing is getting sucked out of it into her freaking... There's like a hole in her freaking bathroom in, in the shower, and it's being sucked through and going through some other world and coming out somewhere else. And there's a mystery, and she has this guy she works with, and they try to get on and see what's going on, and kind of interesting, and it has a cool twist at the end. Ultimately, like I said, it's only a 6 out of 10, but it's an interesting film. It's actually a film I think I want to watch again, because it's it's a premise I've never seen before. So, that was the gateway. It just popped into my head what it was. So, I watched so many damn films movies. to watch. Yeah, I see so many damn movies. Even now, I'm looking at things. I look at my ratings, and like someone will post something somewhere, and I'll say, "Yeah, this is what I thought. This is my rating." And then I'd be like, "Hmm, what the hell was that? Intruder, five <laughs> out of ten. I don't remember what happened in that movie." Then I'll say, "I give this movie a seven out of ten, and I liked it because of the rating, but I can't remember what the movie was." <laughs> but whatever, my mind is fucked. What can I say? <laughs> so. So, yeah, next show, we're going to talk every damn thing. It's going to be freaking, yeah, a, a big show, and we won't leave anything out. So there you have it. We do have some rev- I never even mentioned the movies we were going to talk about at the beginning of the show. It's Christmas, and I forgot to say. To All a Good Night from 1980. Uh, what's uh, Rear Exports from um, what year? <laughs> 2010. 2010? I love how that's the name now. Real exports, yeah, it is official. Uh, <laughs> and Treevenge from whatever. 2008. 2008, look at them. Those are the movies we're covering. Do we want to get into this Neon Demon article or skip it? Oh, is this the article? Uh, seven Reasons It Sucks seven or whatever reasons, the fuck? Yeah. I looked at number seven and I stopped. We don't have to do it. I just, no, you I just said thought I mentioned it. You said you were going to talk about it on the show. So let's let's talk about it, even if it has to be brief. Yeah. Let's okay. We can, let's we can rattle through these points. All right, so uh, now that we've all seen Neon Demon, and all I gather we all liked it, we, I didn't get a rating from Christian because next week he said they were all eight and higher. And, yeah, next and you didn't get a rating show, from me. Because I didn't get a rating from you? Oh, no? I didn't. I still haven't rated the film. Well, I, I spilled the beans right when I saw it right away, but I don't know if anyone remembers. It was like five, six shows ago or something. So that's fine. I gather we all liked it because of what you've said and because uh, Christian and I know that kind of where his grade is going to be at least an eight. So... We noticed that there was an article. It was put up in the 22 Shots page. And someone didn't like the movie Neon Demon. And somebody decided to write an article. And basically, it's an article where I read one thing and stopped. Because right off the bat, I was turned off. But it said, seven reasons. And this is a movie we wanted to review, by the way. And we put it to vote. 
and it ended up being Don't Breathe. We all wanted to talk Neon Demon, and we didn't. You guys voted Don't Breathe. I loved it, and these guys did not. Whoa, Don't Breathe. <laughs> well, rewatch, rewatch we season No. Rewatch <laughs> But anyway, now, now we're going to find a way to talk about Neon Demon. So this article came up. Taste of Cinema wrote seven reasons why the Neon Demon is a huge disappointment. So, that's what the article said. So, of course, I, I go to look at it. And right off the bat, <laughs> I look at number seven. And that, that's as far as I got. I, I shut the article down. I said, I'm not going to look at the rest of the article. And we will discuss it on the show. Number seven says it lacks a coherent narrative. That's all I had to see. I said, you know what? That's bullshit, first of all. It's, 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 it's the type of film that you interpret your own way. A lot of people say it's easy to follow. So, but how many movies lack a coherent narrative that are popular? Isn't there? People say Suspiria doesn't have a coherent narrative. I think it does, but some people say it. Bad Not many people. Any Michael that? Bay film, uh, <laughs> you could say that about trans, uh, you know, tr- uh, Transformers through four. Yeah, I mean, those are dumb action movies, but they're told in such a like a like haphazard sort of hand-fisted way. It just you're just like like that's not coherent. In my opinion, not coherent storytelling. Anyway, there's a ton of movies. What about 2001: A Space Odyssey? Is that a coherent narrative, or is it not? I admittedly have not. I I started reading it, I, and I knew I was going to be pissed off just from the get go. So I, I didn't even get as far as you. I just said, you know what? No. I just found that, like already. It was almost like he was going to use the art, uh, argument that it was all art or style over substance, which it's not. No, it's not. I agree. And I'm I'm sick of hearing that about movies that I like. If you don't like it, fine, whatever. To come up with an article and, you know, it's a huge disappointment. Well, maybe you didn't like it. It doesn't make it a huge disappointment. I, I, a lot of people like it. And it's art house shit that is, these kind of movies are freaking, they're very subjective. Everybody knows this about these kind of movies. So you didn't even get to seven. You didn't even look at it. No, well, I, I saw the article. I think I saw the article because it came up on my feed. Then I saw you comment on how much you hated it. So then I, I looked into it, and as soon as I read, like I think I I clicked on the article and read his first sentence, like read the first paragraph. I'm like, yeah, I'm not even bothering. I know this is going to piss me off, and I was more interested in hearing your thoughts on it while we talk tonight. So again, I'm I'm kind of talking out of line where like where I figured he was going with his viewpoint on the article because it, you know I didn't truthfully read it. Yeah, I um you know I kind of breezed through all seven little checkpoints but as far as the narrative i thought it was pretty straightforward how you apply it to the bigger picture yeah. is open for interpretation but i don't know may, i think maybe he would have liked more more dialogue heavy you know more dialogue in the film to to drive the narrative and you know what i i never wanted more i i never watched a movie and said oh there's not enough dialogue it just never occurred to me yeah I just enjoyed the movie. That's all, all. That's all there is to it. I just sat and watched it. I never. No. Here, okay. Here's number six. It is too long. Uh, I never once was that when I watched this movie said they're dragging this out too long. This is no good. It never happened. No. I no not a, not at all. Yeah. Not this movie I, at all. No. No. You can't argue it's too long unless you point out scenes that are completely useless to the film. And I think everything in the film is purposely done. Well thought out. And I don't think he even gave um, 
an idea. I don't think he even gave an example of what. But I mean, I can understand a longer film where it's not you know a narrative driven by by heavy dialogue, but more by visuals and, and and symbolism and stuff, and and the fact that it is a two-hour film can take people out of it. So yeah. I'm not I'm not you know against people who don't like it. I just I don't see I'm those as, as valid reasons why why I should dislike it because those aren't necessarily true. Here's what he says. He thinks they should have the movie should have ended after the pool scene. That should have been the end. Oh yeah, I did read that. Uh, no, not at all. No, I mean, it's... absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> no. not. No, that was important. Everything that happened. That was the whole absolutely. crux of the film. <laughs> I, I, I get why he's saying that the pool scene is a beautiful scene and it could could have been a beautiful shot, but but I love the third act. I don't I don't think it goes overboard, well, even though it's described as batshit crazy. To me, it's like almost it almost needed to happen. To I'm make glad it point, did to make the point. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. The first time I saw it, I was like, wow, I was wowed at what happened, and then then I was confused with the third act, and then that, that was the first time I've watched it three times. So whatever. Uh, okay, number five, cast is misused. Um, this guy says this is very much a film to be taken by scene by scene. Um, well, whatever. Uh, but the core characters are Jesse, Ruby, Gigi, Ellie Fanning, or whatever. Uh, but and I don't Sarah. know. And Sarah. Is he referring Be- to Keanu Reeves? Like, and who cares? Because he's he's a secondary character. Uh, the, the male. He was Sarah? great. Yeah, and the male characters were specifically used as the inferior roles in here, almost like how the almost how like women are sometimes in film. The women were the strong lead characters in this film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I thought Keanu Reeves was perfect in this film. Maybe, maybe if he's talking a little bit about um, Jenna Malone's character, maybe I would have liked a little bit more from her because she was quite an intriguing character. But I can't even argue that. I was more than satisfied with what I got. Yep, he does mention Jenna Malone, he does mention Keanu, but he says both of these actors' performances are highlights in the film, yet Reeves only has a couple of scenes, and Hendrix only has one. Oh, I, I'm reading about the wrong person. I'm going to talk about uh, Christina, Christina Hendricks. Yeah. Reffin would have done well to have expanded the importance of these characters, as these two capable performers should have injected some life into what turned out to be a rather lifeless, stagnant film. Wrong. <laughs> that, that's lifeless. ridiculous. You can't even. You can't even. Lifeless film, right? It, it, it doesn't even. You, I think he's. I think the, the only reason why somebody would want those characters to be a bigger part is if you're looking at this story very straightforward. I think it's so much deeper than what it is. I think the backdrop for the film isn't even important for the message. This. I don't. You know. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. What I'm saying is I don't even I don't even think it matters that this film is is takes place in the beauty in the fashion industry. I don't I I don't even think that's necessarily important to what's being said here. True. It can be used in in many different uh ways. Yeah. You know, I think different... it's just I think it's just a a great backdrop in which to tell the story, but I don't think it's it's a literal um take on on, you know, the horrors of of the beauty industry. Right. No, no, not on that, but I do think you're right. Okay, the, the backdrop, I think it does play a, a big role in it. Yeah, I don't think it's a, a comment on that directly, yeah. but I think, it's, I think it is important. Yeah, because if they used Christina Hendricks' character more, you know, it would have been her manipulating the clients more, and it would have just really gone into just 
what it's like to work in the fashion industry and the beauty industry and all that. And it would have, I think, lost its overall message and overall theme. This isn't that kind of movie. It isn't a fucking, this is not a, a, a dramatic movie about things like that. Yeah. It this makes isn't it the Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the Neon Demon Wears Prada. <laughs> <laughs> Number four. Ruffin fails to capitalize on the visual stimulation the film seems to promise. I don't even know where to begin. I'm not sure what that means. What do you think? I don't even know either because what does it promise? And I thought it was very visually stimulating. And, and I, thought it was, I thought it was great to look at. I love the soundtrack to this movie. Oh my god. Great year for Probably soundtrack. one of the best soundtrack one of the best soundtracks yeah. I've heard in a very long time. It's a great Amazing. Soundtrack. Amazing. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely amazing. It's a year of great soundtracks though, I'll yeah. tell you that. But this is It is, but this one this one floored me. This one just Yeah, I don't what what did it say again? What do you say about the uh the visuals? Fails to capitalize on the visual stimulation the film seems to promise. I don't know, it's too freaking heavy handed. I, I I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't even make sense to me. It doesn't it's feel not, to promise anything because it delivers on it. I again, it's yeah, some of that exactly. Uh, some of that ultimately hated the film and felt enough detest to decide to write an article as to why he hated it. But you know how we were talking about everybody's entitled to their opinion, so it can't be wrong. Yeah, this is wrong. <laughs> I, I honestly <laughs> think. I, I actually think this is actually wrong. I, yeah, I, th- I think <laughs> what the visuals wrong, do, I, I'm thinking of a true. specific scene where the visuals are are om- almost play in a huge part in, in the turning point of the story and ultimately has an effect on how the film plays out with the use of color and, yeah. and everything and, and the use of, uh, of, of visual and other visuals. It's just, yeah, I agree with Christian. It's wrong. This guy has an agenda and I don't know why, but. Why this film? Why doesn't somebody write an article about why uh, Descort service sucks? Give several reasons for that. A movie that legitimately sucks. Why take a good movie that people like and say, I just want to shit on all the people that enjoy this film? Because that's really what he's doing. Because he knows there's people out there that enjoy the film. Maybe he was supposed to be the director of photography. And uh, (laughs) then didn't get the gig. You know, I think when you get to these artsier (sighs) films, if you enjoy it, all of a sudden people think you're pretentious. I don't like all artsy films. I like artsy no. films where, where I can comprehend what's going on, and I take something away, and it leaves a it leaves a mark. Uh, and this was one of those films. See, it's funny. I I have a. It, it depends on the film itself. Yeah. Of course. Possession, obviously, you know my take on that. I loved February earlier uh, this year. I I loved Neon Demon. I mean, I, I don't think I. I'm saying anything. I rated it very high. I, I like right, Neon Demon. And, Maybe uh, I am a pretentious asshole. No, no. But you're, since you're, I loved all of those. You know, so I, did I. So what? We all liked them, but... It just depends on your, your take, but I'm just saying I don't always tend to like those as well, but I actually tend to like movies that I don't always get on first, second, third, whatever it may be, views, and that you kind of take away something later on. Yeah. Like February, right. for instance, I had a whole different interpretation of the ending, which... You know, based on other people's review of the movies, based on what you guys said. Hell, we had, we had different interpretations of endings, yet we both came in super high on it. Yeah, yeah and, right. and, and, and that's great. what I'm saying. And when I listen to other people's review, I'm like, no, I got that wrong. But I got that wrong because, yeah, the whole 
crux or whatever of, of the story should be that. However, I still, that's what I love about it. I'm like, but yeah. I took away this and I watched it twice. And now, you know, I'll, you know, I can't wait to watch it again and see what else I can pull from it. That's a sign of a great movie. Yeah, unlike it's a film like Anthony Birth, which tried to be overly artistic and there you go. failed miserably because, yeah. Yeah, you know, 20 minutes in, you're like, what the fuck is going on? Right, right. And it's, because, okay, what's that movie I didn't like? The, the French Extreme one that I gave a five. Oh, what was Trouble that Every one? Day. Trouble Every yeah. Day. That was artsy shit. Didn't, yeah, I didn't like it just because it was artsy. What I just say about Observance, that movie that I saw a few weeks ago, it got artsy and crazy at the end, but it didn't make any sense. It didn't do anything for me. Yeah. I want to see a good movie with excellent visuals and sound and everything. Yeah, if it's artsy, but it's got to be good. It is. I, you know, we're not sitting here seeing like every artsy film. Obviously, it's just whatever. Okay, number three. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, I was going to say I'm like sure Cronenberg movies. Videodrome is one of my favorites. I didn't get Videodrome through and through the first time I see it. I still don't know if I get it 100%. That's why I love that movie. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I don't like all of Cronenberg, uh, Cronenberg's movies. I don't love them all. Right. But certain ones just resonate well with me, and I keep returning back to them in, in hopes of pulling something more out of them each time. And again, to me, perfect example of a great movie. doesn't always have to be that way. There are simplistic movies that work on that le- that level as well. That uh, not on that level, but that, uh, in the sense of pulling something away. But that are just there for pure enjoyment and for visitation rights. You just want to you just want to re-experience them over and over again, uh, and that's good too. But uh, yeah, I don't uh, I don't want to drag this out any long uh, too much longer. So go ahead, Dave. Sorry. Okay. All right. Here's number three, and this is ridiculous. This film could have been bettered. Pardon me. The film could have bettered itself as satire. Oh, God, no. We've seen satire of this before. It's been done. And it's great when it's satire, but this movie, we don't want it to be satire. We we enjoy it because of the kind of film it is. Yeah. We've seen satire several times. We've seen very few movies with horror elements like this before that, that tackle the subject matter. So if you want to see satire of shit like that, watch fucking Screen Queens. And I love it. <laughs> yeah. Love Maybe this is satire in a new, nouveau sort of way. And, you yeah, know, but you, you can still point to it being somewhat satirical if yeah, you want. In, in a dark but, sort of way. So in that, dark. in that regard, again, he might he might actually get it wrong because it does it might do exactly what it's saying it's not doing or what he wants it to do. It's just maybe not in the traditional way. Again, he took the time to write the article, and I'm not agreeing with most of what he's what he's saying about no. this at all. No, which is fine. No. Which is fine. This right. Is, that's why we're doing. Not everybody it. loves this movie. But it's fine. Yeah. Whatever. And that's but okay too. Don't yeah. don't tear it apart <laughs> because you didn't get it or don't like it or you think it could have been better suited some other way. It's whatever. Number two, its attempt at moralizing falls flat. I, I don't really see any moralizing in this film. To be honest, I, I, I don't know. What, what's what's moralizing about this film? Anything? I don't recall anything. There, there is no moral to this story. No, there's not. No. Who's, who's supposed to be the good person? Who is supposed to be... It's a tragedy as far as I'm concerned. That's yeah. What it is. It's a tragedy. That's what it's the story a, it's is. It's a commentary. Right. There you go. That's, On that's so many different part. levels. Yep. Well, yeah, I, I don't know that. what... You... I mean, we, we can get into it. We, we'll probably be talking about this next week or next show as well. We, we um, definitely yeah. will be. I'm looking forward. I've only watched it once, so I'm, I am looking forward to seeing it again. Yeah, me too. I can't. I'm. I'm. This is my most anticipated rewatch. 
Nice. I'm, 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 seen it. I'm already on three, and I already have my rewatch for the year, so that's it. <laughs> I won't be rewatching again. I'm happy. I'm done. Nice. Okay, let's wrap it up. Number one, and this is ridiculous. The film is ultimately what it criticizes. <laughs> and I'll read the first paragraph. The Neon oh, Demon goodness. is a failed statement against the overvaluation of superficial beauty in contemporary society. It is a failure because the film itself embodies this ideal, thereby structurally reinforcing an anti-thetirical message. See, and that's where he's wrong, because he sees this as a film commentating on, on the beauty industry, and it's, it's not. And there's no... There's no commentary on that. The the commentary is is whatever you take away from it. The the message, you know, whatever you draw from it. Refn is just it's just using it as a backdrop to tell this horrific, vile, scary, and visceral tale. And you know, it's it's presented in such a beautiful way, but it's beautiful and horrific at the same time. So it's almost contradictory. I think that's done intentionally. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's the statement. It's supposed to look good. What if it would have... This is what he says. Essentially, the Neon Demon morphs itself into a more pretentious version of Mean Girls. If you strip away reference attempts at artistry, you end up with a story about a group of guys and girls live in a society where beauty is admired and all else abandoned. This would be one thing if not reference ridiculously absurd attempts to elevate the film to some kind of expressionistic art. I think it makes perfect sense. <laughs> Why should it not look good? What's, he's This guy, I guess he's known for making films like this that are artsy. So what's he going to do? Make a film about, about that and then say, well, let's just make it look like it's, um, I don't know, Friday the 13th. Whatever, it's a regular film. I just, again, this or guy just, doesn't get it. Yeah, I, or we just wholeheartedly do not agree yeah. with his viewpoint on it. But yeah, I don't, I don't get that. I don't even get that statement really. Either. Yeah, I'm confused. I mean, I've I've said what I've said, and some of the things I've said, I I think could be a little confusing because I don't know if I'm wording them correctly. But in my head, I know how I feel about this movie, and I know what I took from the movie and how I saw the movie, and I think everything that was done was done correctly for me. I'm with you. Why? I just don't get why do it for this movie. Why not do it for a real bad movie? That's what well, I see. this is the type of movie that that people will tend to do. You know, this, the witch. It follows these sort of good movies, all of them. <laughs> all all good movies, yeah, but all movies that that require that are very thought provoking and can re- draw multiple interpretations. Or if people aren't into them, they could just see it as pretentious bullshit. You know. But don't insult it. it. Don't insult it. If you, I'm not saying don't get it because that sounds pretentious. Oh, you just don't get it. I don't mean to say it that way. That does sound pretentious. But come on. I'm not a pretentious person. Just because I happen to like films that look and sound good and have a story. So what? I'm a fucking idiot. I'm a freaking regular person that loves freaking stupid slasher movies from the 80s. And I also happen to love horror, art house horror. So what? I appreciate a good film no matter what it is. It does. Look at my top ten. I have freaking slashers on there. All right. So what? I'm not pretentious. I'm not. I'm not freaking somebody that's. Oh, you just don't get it. Get, that just pisses me. It pisses me off to no extent because I always see people insulting the witch and this and everything else that I like and saying it's stupid and it's this and it's pretentious and everything else. It makes me feel like if I come on there and say I like it, that I'm some type of asshole snob. And of course, that's the last thing I am. I'm just the freaking dude. 
<laughs> you know, I don't know. It just if you don't get it or don't like it or whatever, so be it. To tear apart a good film, someone that took the time to do things with the the, the set. Well, I mean, the way the, the way design, he saw it, the way he saw it, this is he wanted to see a completely different movie, and that's understandable. He didn't like yeah. this. He he had in his mind what he visualized as a better version of this film, but to me, I thought it was perfect or near yeah. perfect. It's more open to criticism, I guess, because it's such a fine film, because of the, the technical aspects. Yeah. If people look at it and say it looks good, but the story should be better. And yeah. I, and, or I, I, I guess maybe I could understand that, but because you didn't like the story, but you look around and you obviously see a lot of other people dig it. You take the chance because you have a website or because people are going to see your written word wherever it's going to be. You take the opportunity to, to, to lambaste it and freaking say, okay, this is this is what you guys should be seeing. This is what's wrong about this film. Well, this is a film where you're going to sit and you're going to watch it. Not every single time, but I venture to say probably nine out of ten times the, when a person watches this for the first time, they're going to know if they like it or if they don't. Yeah. Probably within the first 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Do you want to reference so, the article so if people do want to read it, they can go read it and... Yeah, I said at the beginning who wrote it. I couldn't it's, remember, sorry. No, that's quite all right. Taste of Cinema. Hold on. Tasteofcinema.com. I don't know if the, the guy has his name on here, but let's see. Tasteofcinema.com. Yeah, I can't really. Uh, on my phone looking at it, I can't get it. Maybe the guy's name is at the end, but it, it is Taste of Cinema. Taste of Cinema.com. All right. Yep, com, And then basically the title is, which is ridiculous, but Seven Reasons Why the Neon Demon demon is a huge disappointment so there you go just google it check it out read the whole thing and you know because we obviously couldn't but we spent a lot of time on it and that's our review ratings (laughs) (laughs) funny thing is we barely talked about any character at all or any of the story really at all we just talked about whatever just everything but so okay let's get on with the reviews christmas time let's do it so the first movie is to all a good night all right, guys, to all a good night, 1980, directed by David Hess, written by Alex Rebar, who played the Incredible Melting Man. Shout out to Derek. Ah, um, big time Derek. <laughs> I'm not going to go off the B here, because the B says a group of teenagers at a party, which is actually a group of sorority sisters during Christmas vacation who stay at school, find themselves being stalked by a maniacal killer in a Santa Claus costume. So I switched it up a little bit there. Good job. And, you know... <laughs> okay, where do we even start with this? Wow. Is it, Okay, is this what your first turd. time? First turd, time. Huh? First time, what a turd. But wait a second. Christian? Fini- okay, a finishing school, too. That's not even university. So what's a sorority at a finishing school? Cause a finishing what the school, hell? Yeah. A finishing school is for, like... Like that's what I was like. Well, that's not university. A finishing school is like to to make them culturally like like elite and like prim and proper and all and all this, isn't it? It's not university. I, I have like no this. idea. Calvin finishing school for girls. I, I I don't know. I didn't give it a second thought. I didn't. It, I don't remember it saying. Okay, it looked, here it is. First time watch for me. The quality of the, the picture, movie. Not... The movie's all over the place. The movie's all <laughs> over the place. It, it, it was, you know, I will tell you one thing, better than I was expecting it to be. And, what? And it Much has, better. because you know what? I've seen a lot of, 
because I've seen a lot of crappy slasher movies. At least, well, that's the thing. This one has kills, nudity, and actual gore. Yes, and good dialogue, and it's a fun. I was expecting shit because I've always avoided it. And it was a Christmas movie, and I never heard anything about it, not good or bad. So I just think it was going to be run-of-the-mill shit. And then I watch this, and I'm entertained through the movie. And I love 80s slashers, but admittedly, half of them suck. Because I watch them, and they take themselves too seriously, yeah. or they move too slow, and there's too much downtime. No gore. Well, there's a lot of, a lot <laughs> of police thought, involvement. I thought the, no the gore in this film was minimal. I felt what? like it could have like been so much more. What uh, the? You must not have watched the, the same opening. movie. Either. What is that noise that keeps coming through? It sounds like it's a roar. Oh, my alarm went off. Hold on, <laughs> I gotta set the alarm. We're already done. <laughs> Great. Uh, <laughs> okay, hold on a second. Let me fix it. Sorry uh, about well, that. No, no, don't, don't apologize, man. What are you, Canadian? Um, the, <laughs> the, the opening, opening is, is like prom night. The opening will. The opening. Will, hey, that opening flashback is brutal because it's literally like forty seconds long. You're like, what? What just happened? Huh? Who said what? The who know? And it just happens, and you're like, okay, great, okay, quick setup. Then it goes into some boring dialogue for a bit, and that can throw you right off because it's bad acting, bad dialogue out of the get go. But then the movie does something weird because I'm like, I'm not gonna like this. This is gonna be right. a chore. I'm gonna strangle Brandon yet again for this movie pick, and something <laughs> happened. I started getting into the movie and I was enjoying it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I can't believe it. First I of all, be- the, the flashback scene of the girl being killed two years earlier. What kind of prank is that? Did you notice they were chasing her with actual knives and an axe? <laughs> and, and a Santa it, outfit. That was hysterical. And yes. one of the girls yells, let's chop her head off. Right, it was a game. They were kids. And then the, it's walk clearly walk a dummy that died there because <laughs> you could see the dummy land. Yeah. So bad. No, Whatever, so, dude. It's a so, slasher, and it was made for seventy thousand bucks, supposedly. That's what I saw on IMDb. Uh, seventy <laughs> grand. I know it was, we're talking nineteen eighty. That's still low budget. That's what. What we're was Friday? About. Friday was uh, five hundred thousand. Okay. And then they popped in another five hundred or a million for publicity when they realized what they had. But this was this was. I mean, you can't even call it a Friday the 13th ripoff because they would have had to. It probably is, but they had to do no, it quick. No, it's not. Because it came out. It came out. Okay, t- okay, shoot, shoot, shoot your load. It's a, pr- it's a prom night ripoff. You, of all people, I couldn't wait to talk about this. This, this is the movie that should have got the credit that Friday the 13th got. This is a groundbreaking slasher film, and it, it got swept under the freaking the rug somehow. This movie came out January 30th, okay? The first month. 1980. This movie. Out, oh, I didn't no. even check out that. I thought it came no. out in the later part of the year. You would think so. That you would think that oh, they watched yeah. Friday the Thirteenth and they put in a crazy Ralph character, same name. Fucking okay, Ralph, and Ralph, yeah. yeah, wacky Ralph. I guess this yeah. one we call whatever. Then the twist at the end, if you will, kind of similar. Matter of fact, many other slashers that followed Friday the Thirteenth and this were all about. Something happening in the beginning and a mystery and, and the reveal at the end with killer, with kids and gore, which nobody did before this movie. Like Friday the 13th came along. Now, Friday the 13th was in post when this movie dropped. So nobody stole, nobody stole from anybody. But if you watch this movie with no knowledge, 
you would have thought that this movie was made in like 1983 or 84, and it was one of the millions of decent slasher ripoffs for Friday the 13th. But groundbreaking no. is a strong. Yes, word. I'll tell you why it's groundbreaking. Because Friday the 13th gets props. Because it is groundbreaking. This movie, okay, okay. Nineteen seventy-eight. You have Halloween. Okay, Halloween was not what Friday the Thirteenth was. Friday the Thirteenth, admittedly, ripped it off and put gore in the freaking flick. Now, in nineteen eighty, when this is being filmed, or seventy-nine, if you will, because it came out in January, this was a movie that decided to take the Halloween motif and freaking and do something similar and make it gory. And that's what they did, and that's what Friday the Thirteenth gets credit for. And that's what everybody said. Then they ripped off Friday. This movie did what Friday the 13th did. Not better because they did not have Savini. But you put Savini on there and you put it, you get, you happen to give them a man for Dini. You got a 10 out of 10 film. Yeah, because the soundtrack. Rip, this movie is a ripoff of Prom Night and Black Christmas. Prom Night came out after, though. Okay, so came so this is clearly a ripoff of Black Christmas, then. Well, okay. Why would it be a ripoff? The only thing familiar with Black Christmas in this is Christmas. Sorority girls, Christmas. Um, well, one thing that's spoiler, but you know, Sorority. I'll get. To... I, and and no. I can give you said. I even it did it crossed my mind too, Dave. But who cares? It was a seventy thousand. I don't care. Off. It just was was not nearly on par with Black Black Christmas. Well, first of all, I'm not, let me talk about Black Christmas. Fine, people are going to look back at Black Christmas and they say this Black Christmas is a ten out of ten because they did this and they took these girls in a sorority and had them killed these ways. And oh wow, that ending! But I mean, people say that and they say they don't want to look at the whole film as a whole and say, you know what? There's boring things going on. There's this, that. But they're just going to say Black Christmas, ten out of ten, amazing film. I'm not going to be blinded by this film. Which which I just call groundbreaking and give it a rating of 10 just because they did things first. People think Black Christmas did some things first and solely because of that, oh, 10 out of 10 film. They were the first one that did this. No, that doesn't make a film a 10 out of 10. It just does not. I, I, don't, I, I wasn't, besides maybe the axe kill, there's, there really wasn't anything that I felt was overwhelmingly gory. There were a few slit throats, which... Well, the, the were, in the head. And it looked great. Yeah. The, a severed head, which didn't really have much blood. Axe what about the, the spear kill? What yeah. about that spear kill? It was the reverse of freaking the, the, the kill that we praised in Sleepaway Camp, where it went in the front of his throat. This yeah. one came in the back and it looked great. Mouth. Yeah, it did look good. No, yeah. they had a couple of... They had a couple of tricks up their sleeve and a body count bigger than I was expecting. So you had that axe in the head, the decapitation, which is off camera and a little clumsy, but it's still done. Um, the crossbow in the head, which is a, a goddamn ridiculous scene. We'll get to that too, but fun nonetheless. Uh, the shower, the shower nozzle head, and a, and a couple of batshit crazy moments. We'll get there. I will tell you <laughs> this: the music sucked. The music was repetitive, probably from a sound like library, and it just put on repeat. I will give you that. There are no pop-outs. There's no stingers. So when the killer comes in, he literally, like sometimes you're just watching two people, and he literally just co comes in the scene. And, sta and, no then, stop. and swings. It was badly directed by a actor that was in Last House on the Left, David Hess. And I guess his claim to fame of, hey, I was in that movie. Give me some money and I'll make a, a movie myself. Okay. Done. But who cares? I'm just saying, so I'm not going to lie. Like, I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? There's a lot of what the fuck moments. But sometimes what the fuck moments are what make a slasher film fun, too. Right. Right. 
and good dialogue and slashers that we watch them all the time. We talk about AB slashers. We've seen a ton. This one had the pace. It had a perfect pace. There was only a 15-minute lull in the second act where it slowed down, where a lot of movies, we got kills in the first 30 minutes. We had like three or three kills, and then it slowed a tiny bit in the second act, and then we had a great third act. We had 12 bodies. In Halloween, you don't see that many people killed. In Black Christmas, you do not. In Friday the 13th, you do, but this came before Friday the 13th. Again, groundbreaking with a big body count. All the stuff that Friday the 13th is getting credit for and listen, yeah, here's I'm thing. a Friday fanboy, and so are you. I'm not saying yeah. that this is on par with it. I'm saying that a lot of the praise on Friday the 13th, if people knew this came out first, this movie could have been seen, and people could have said, if Friday never came out and other slashers came along after this, this would have been the template. The problem with this is, you're right, it, Friday the 13th had stocking scenes, Halloween had stocking scenes. This would right. took out the stocking scenes, others okay. save for a few shots at the feet walking towards the camera in the Santa shoes. And it was like it was missing those key components. So, like, the killer just pops up. But it's not without its merit. Like, I mean, I had fun with it. It's funny. We've already Uh, mentioned a lot. I wrote a lot of notes, and I've already blown through most of them. Like, you see the the night uniform in the background when they're in the sorority or finishing school. So, you know that's coming into play later. Uh, yeah, music. that 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 was that was cool. You know, you see it coming, but that was pretty cool. How but, did the killer um, get into that though? Because you know that they were fucking in in that scene. You know they were fucking there for a while. All of a sudden, the killer's in the outfit. <laughs> I don't First care. of all, the cast of characters are just ridiculous. I liked them all. You know, it, it's hard they to pull fly off. in on a private plane to hang out with the girl. Fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, but they make it realistic when the cops come in. And talk about a turning point. I thought it was all going to be one night, and I was like, oh, this is going to be done. Nope. Right. Day breaks. Half their friends are missing. They're like, where the hell are they? Cops come yeah. into play because crazy See, I think I would killed. Pre- I think I would have preferred it if they didn't have a day break. Well, I like the introduction of the cops and the creepy cop that holds the girl's face for like 30 seconds as he's like, yeah, which is so creepy. such a creepy scene that certainly it gives a lot away. Not to mention that one of the the big things is given away very early on, and it's very easy. It's very predictable. It's extremely predictable. I knew what was going on, you know, in the first 10, 15 minutes. Because we've seen it all before. Or, or, but let me say, we've seen it all since. In 1980, when this movie dropped, it would not have been that same. Maybe I would have had a better experience with it in 1980, but I found I found the kills. I found it just to be silly. You know, the the guy gets away, he runs down the stairs, then all of a sudden he runs back towards the house, and the Santa jumps down and, and kills him with a rock, and he, he hits him with a small rock, and he starts seizing, and then the Santa comes up and bashes him with the big rock. What's wrong? Um, What's wrong with that? I don't get it. No, it just it was stupid because he he was running away, but somehow once he got down off the deck. He ran back towards the house, back towards the killer, and ran right into the killer. I don't remember. There's some sloppy sloppy kills. I'm not going to say there isn't. There's some really sloppy directing scenes in this movie. But I don't know. And it it kind of adds to its charm. I I didn't think I'd be saying this either, Brandon. Trust me. I was like, oh, I'm going to be coming down on this movie. After the first 15 minutes, I'm like, I can't wait to talk about it. Trust me. When you hear my story, you're probably thinking I'm coming in like an eight or nine. No, no, no. I'm being realistic with this. But I was expecting a turd. And don't get me wrong. 
this is where a lot of the 80s, 80s slasher movies split. Some people will call one movie a turd. Other people hailed it a masterpiece. I'm not saying it's a masterpiece. And there will be some people in that camp. I know there would be. Because every movie has that group. But sure. it, it's definitely not a turd, which I was expecting. I will say I was laughing because I came down on the burning uh, so hard saying, huh. oh, my God, worst day for night photography ever. Well, no, this movie has <laughs> the worst day for night photography ever. The girls are walking with flashlights and it's sunny in the background of the, uh, of the thing. And they're <laughs> pretending that it's nighttime. <laughs> Yeah, oh, man. they do that in these movies. They do it. Yeah, I could, well, I could look, I could look past that. I thought it was just silly. Right, but I mean, come on, the good kills. We got, we we get a literal shower head, <laughs> which, dude, that was awesome. <laughs> the, the what about the wire? What about the wire kill? Yeah. He's freaking the thing, and he, he does it. And what about? Right oh yeah, and, and lifts that two hundred pound guy up into the air. Because the killer really had the strength to do that. Oh, so you're you're okay. You're not gonna have a problem with Michael Myers picking Dude. up the guy with one hand in Halloween seven. Michael Myers, is, but this Michael one you're Ma- gonna tear apart. Michael Myers is a supernatural being. He's a boogeyman. Nineteen seventy-eight. He's he a boogeyman. He's a boogeyman. Okay, fair enough. Fine, but you've seen plenty of slasher movies, and you yeah, never. I don't once know why that tore that, that apart. That but you want to tear least... this out? <laughs> it was terrible. I love. And, uh, I do love how the dude, chicks are instantly attracted to the, every guy. So there's like four guys showing oh, up, four chicks. Instantly they pair up, eh? Dirty birdie. <laughs> I like how the I like how the nerdy guy uh, takes his glasses off, hooks up with the one girl, and all of a sudden he's casting over for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Even slaps <laughs> the one girl in the face. <laughs> yeah. He Get your shit together, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the final girl. He gets with the final girl, who seems like she's going to be the good girl. They were dating another, at the time, actually, in real another, life. I saw that. Yeah. yeah, I read that. I was like, oh, interesting. Well, she's girl, hot. The final girl's from Ghostbusters. Hot. She was the opening yeah. the opening Ghostbusters. Girl. Yep. The clairvoyant who gets it all wrong. She... <laughs> yes, yeah. Dave, you mentioned some good dialogue, and admittedly, I was like, at one point, yeah. like, this dialogue's horrible at the beginning, but then he did it, get, it got good. I wrote down some right. lines, because I thought it was good, too. Like, the guy, when he falls down and fakes his back injury, and she, she's <laughs> like, you're faking it. He's like, that's what my high school coach used to say. It was just, yeah. just, just and then, oh God, you'll be changing that to old melody. Oh melody. <laughs> I just these lines were great. I thought they were <laughs> It was very casual the dialogue, but I enjoyed most of it. I really did. I mean that that's big in these kind of the kind of slashers I have fun with, like Slaughter High and shit like that. That's I have fun with the dialogue. I like what's coming out of their mouth. I like the care the girls. Usually you don't like the slut girl. I love the slut girl. Although you could take your pick. But the one girl, the girl that gets all bad at the end. They were all slut girls. Well, <laughs> she was the... For, except for the lead. The one that and there you go. Her the one that sleeps with the detective. With her boyfriend right. that came to visit her on the plane. Is oh, yeah. The detective in the pink shirt. With the Everybody's face. swapping. Everybody's swapping partners. It was great, man. I mean, it, 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 I don't know. I, I like one... the ginger guy at the beginning. Screaming the guy that... his girlfriend. Screaming up to his girlfriend to come down. Cindy. Yes, the guy at the window. Yeah, yeah the, uh-huh. the ginger. That ginger. How did he get a girl like that? That soulless ginger. Especially the way he smokes a cigarette and sits on a log. Yeah, what is he from? A, from a 1950s movie. But, I couldn't hey, even see him. $70,000 budget, and you got plane propeller kills. Awesome. Uh, when I saw Santa sitting yeah. in that freak, I laughed out loud. Yeah, when he was sitting awesome. in the driver's seat of that yeah. plane, I was like, what the fuck? Hey, okay. oh, I that that could have been a great kill if we had seen heads go flying. 
We saw enough. Come on. I didn't see. Blood but it's a big cutaway. Put the pilot. The One. pilot guy was sitting there camping out for two days. Harry Reams? Yeah, porn whatever. star? <laughs> Is that who it was? Yeah, Harry Reams. He was a porn star. He played the pilot. Amazing. Okay, he so there's the 12 kills. Okay. He was the best part of the movie. <laughs> Dude, there's 12 kills and six of them we, we, we get to see good stuff. They didn't have the budget of Tom Savini to be in there. Yeah, but no. when the killer gets killed, you don't even know how the killer died. Yes, that's a knock on the film. I agree. That's a that. horrible thing. Uh, I'll give you that. Oh, that's terrible. Well, I'll give you that. You talking about the first yeah. one? Because the other one. The gets, first, the gets first killer. Crossbow. The yeah. first killer. The second killer. The second killer is a little bit of a twist. A, one particular scene in the movie should be a clue, but but I didn't see that coming. So that was nice. That definitely bumped it up for me. Let me let me get this straight. You know, most of what I would call the worst slashers, I have turned off or have refused to watch. So the fact that I've watched this through automatically doesn't make this the worst slasher I've ever seen. And I'm coming down on it because I really had high expectations for this because for years I've heard so many good things that I was expecting. Oh, no wonder you're so low. I had not heard shit about this movie. No, oh, me neither. But you know what it is? Right. Within the 22 Shots group, there's so many. I mean, just Moods alone. Moods has seen every movie. Derek has seen, like, every movie. And I you never know? heard them mention this before. I, I've heard people mention this and, and, and talk highly of it, and I was just so disappointed. It felt way too low budget. It felt almost like... Um, the dorm that trip blood slightly slightly better in terms of. I remember of, liking that one too. I haven't seen that in years. Yeah, you know I like it, but again, it's just I don't know. Well, you, higher I, expectations. I just love that, that, that. Yeah, they use the crossbow again at the end to dispatch one of the killers. Yeah. But you see the arrow size of that arrow? It's like a a meter long. Well, I guess <laughs> well, so for for you Americans, like a yardstick. <laughs> right. A meter is longer than a yard, right? Slightly. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Just wanted to give you an idea of what you expect size wise. A, a yardstick and uh, Christian's penis. Because <laughs> <laughs> slightly more than a yard. Erect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, erect. Not blasted. Hey, you know the prerequisites to be on the show, right? Come on. Yeah. He's packing. He's no, packing. No, but I, I mean, I get the motive <laughs> for the killer. Packing. Except, yeah. except the ending is where it really falls apart is because the motive for the killer kind of becomes weird because, what you know, you're left, you're left with some final girls and, you know, one of them all of a sudden just starts dancing around the house oh, yeah, singing. They, I don't get that either. She snaps after she sees the first person kill, which is hysterical. Well, why, did, why did they let her – she should have yeah. been killed in the shower. They let her go and then she just dances recognize, around in her craziness. Recognize it's one girl – it's a knock on the movie too, but I liked it. It's funny though, right? I see. Well, it's hilarious, it, it, but it's like, what the fuck? It's like, come on. I enjoy those little nuances. I do. It, it, yeah. Everything. I enjoyed the gore. I enjoyed the dialogue. I enjoyed the pacing of it. I tell you what. I even thought the soundtrack was cool. And oh, you guys did. No, no, no. The soundtrack was. Uh, it was interesting. It was different. I'll tell you that. I've seen a lot of slashers with a lot worse soundtrack than this. Oh, of course, of course. But this felt canned and cheap. And it was because they had no money. But I'm just saying it was very repetitive. I thought he needed more. Uh, so you, I think if the soundtrack you know something, was beefier, it would have been a better movie. I don't have a balcony in my house. But if I did, I probably would have thrown myself off of it somewhere <laughs> in the third act. Um, just, what the? 
Oh, well, we're not going to do spoilers because there's really nothing. Like, I mean, the idea no, of the killers is not even worth spoiling. No, I do think people should check it out because it does have some <laughs> twists. But... You killed my baby. This is... God, I won't, I won't even say I mean, It's Friday the 13th before... Yes! I yes! Know. Crazy Ralph. And the Vengeful. guy's name is Ralph. Vengeful. Giving warnings. Yeah. Vengeful. Everything that happened later on that, that became tropes... They were supposedly started in Friday the 13th and, 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 and some to Halloween for the final girl being vir- virginal, whatever. It was in this movie. And this came before Friday the 13th. That, I cannot, as a slasher fan, I cannot get over the fact of that, that this thing did all that stuff first. And I am a Friday fanboy, admittedly. Christians, we love it. it yeah. It's my in my top five dual movies, part one and part two. I love those freaking movies. So for me to see something that predates Friday and does that stuff blows my mind. I, I just run it out of air. As you're, I love those movies. I, I'm telling I, I, it blew my I'm mind. With you. I'm I, with you, man. No, and, and it, I, I just, you know what? I usually check the release date. I just automatically assumed this I, came out November, December. F- quick cash grab. After Friday the Thirteenth was released, came out before. But when was when was Friday being shot? No, no, we know Friday. Yeah, we know they're shot at the same time. Or nobody or, ripped anybody off because Friday. Nobody was... ripped anybody off, but it's you know, I love Friday too. But I, I don't, I don't, you know, it's it's groundbreaking in the sense that it's the first to do it. But when you think of the concept, it's not like a holy shit. How did you come up with that? It's so. It seems no. so simple. You know, somebody had to come up with it. It was, check it out. It was a mystery. It was a real mystery. Okay. It was a whodunit. It was POV used a different way. It was POV, See, I, I, whodunit, I, the soundtrack, and the gore combined. But I, knew, but I knew who did it in the first 10 minutes. So it's like, I, I'm checked out already. In this movie, you mean? In this movie. Clearly. Um, I'm sorry to hear that, but I mean, I, I thought it was good. Check it out. In the, in the beginning of the movie, there's a conversation going on, and they say, Mrs. Kelvin called and said that she was going to be gone this weekend. As soon as I heard that, I'm like, that's the killer. And guess what? It wasn't the killer. No. So, that's what I'm saying. That In the back of my head, I'm thinking Mrs. Kelvin, this whole movie. And then, and right before the third act hits, I notice something. I'm like, hmm, somebody's been really nice all this time, this and this. Maybe they're going to go this direction. Somebody's going and casually about their business while the body count goes up. But still, I mean, it held water in the film. It wasn't like it's... Yeah, and an early trope of, oh, all our friends disappeared? They're around here somewhere. The fact that we haven't seen them for 24 hours, you know them. But it wasn't a they trope always... at that point. That's the thing. Right. No. It, was still, it, was, it was still just those the tropes and the conventions and everything that we've come to... Uh, say a cliche and whatever we're just starting to uh, get its footing so don't we then, don't, these movies so don't we then blame this movie for creating that trope i don't know if i'm hanging out with six friends and the next morning five of them disappear i'm not going to be so casual about my day i'm <laughs> not going to assume their kids are hopping in bed with each other, swapping partners, doing this, doing that, going out to get weed, beer, everything. Come on, man. No, it all comes back to weed. <laughs> yeah, the girl in the beginning says something about weed. They She's like, you don't have enough weed. Yeah, they go, you, you haven't had enough pot or something, they say. And they're smoking. Another thing, another thing. And, and she was like, she was kind of staying away from the weed when they made a comment about it. She like didn't acknowledge it. So again, we had the final girl freaking thing, another trope that came later. You know, it's just now. You know, on Friday the Thirteenth, she smoked weed, Alice. 
So it doesn't even hold water there. And she's probably sexually active. But whatever. I always thought that trope was, was bullshit anyway. And people made it more than it was supposed to be. But I mean, okay. Props. This is the first killer, Santa. No question about it. This came out January 30th, 1980. Christmas Evil came out after. Silent Night, Deadly Night, 84, etc., etc. This movie was the first in that as well. What about How can uh, you the not original uh, All Through the House? From the original Tales from the Crypt, when did that come out? You're right. That That's came out in 72, okay. I believe. But still. Slasher style. Yeah, okay, slasher style. style. Killer. I can't believe that this movie didn't get all the negative pub that freaking Silent Night Deadly Night got, and it got pulled off the freaking shelves. They made yeah, that well, that was, that was more of the mid-80s. Yeah, 84. When that whole thing started, so this one was, you know, obviously wasn't a huge success, so probably faded away at that point. It did, yeah, but, and, I, and I think uh, I, I think Silent Night Deadly Night was definitely way more mean spirited. Yeah, and certainly the cover art to this yeah. and the title doesn't really, yeah. you know, it really yeah. wouldn't attract attention from the uh, what was the whole group in in the <laughs> UK that was, or whatever. Uh, the whole group that was. Oh, oh, you big, mean uh, the video nasties? Yeah, that whole group. Okay. It wouldn't have attracted it because you know stuff it's like, like the Alien Killer. Movie. Yeah, it's, it's very misleading. It looks, it looks like an boring. alien or a, or a ghost movie. Yeah. Something. It looks boring or a ghostly. Yeah, a freaking something like that. When I saw the cover, I was like not looking forward to it. I thought it was going to be some... I don't know what I thought it was going to be. But I put it in, and I saw an enjoyable 80s slasher. And I'm as critical as anybody. I love 80s slashers, but a lot of them are shit. We talked about last week, we're going to do that top 50 slasher show. If I'm getting my vote, this movie's on that freaking list. Oh, God. <laughs> Definitely top top thirty for the eighties. Definitely, this is better than prom night. I'll, I'll tell you right now. I don't oh, give a shit. No. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's crazy. Fuck prom night. I think prom night is so overrated, though. Don't so maybe blast, don't blaspheme on the show. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I'm not a big fan of. Prime you know night. what? That's cool, though. This oh, is this sh- is this yeah. is fun. This is why we do these reviews because we're we're at total opposite ends here. I don't, you know, as, as much as I'm shitting on it. This does have a lot of rewatchability because it is so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but this this is this is not a movie I would rewatch alone. Like I watched it alone. True. This would this would only be a rewatch if I had buddies over. Yep. we were drinking and we could just sit around and just laugh at how ridiculous and silly it is. I'll tell you what. Another I... one is that has nothing to do with Christmas at all. That is exactly like that. Um, Hospital massacre. It's mm-hmm. also called X-Ray. X-Ray, It is yeah. the worst piece of garbage. You know, that's another movie it. I haven't watched yet. You gotta see it, though. But it, it's yeah. so bad. It's so bad. But it's slow. But it's yeah. slow. It is it's slow. one of those slow slashers that doesn't have the entertainment value that a film like this has. Yeah. And it, it's not, this film it's not does really move. It does, you know, because it obviously starts off right away with a kill from a flashback. So, and, and it's short. I mean, it's, you know, it's an 80, 85-minute movie. That became a trope, too. The kill in the beginning and then the revenge at the end. And this movie, okay. again, did it first. How can you not give your props? I'm not saying 10 out of 10 because I'm not going to take the Black Christmas route and say just because they did that, they're the best. No, but but you have got – you can't deny that this movie did all these things first. I think that's amazing. I really do. Yeah, I, I props for that. Does, does it deserve higher points for that? I'm not saying it's a 10 out of 10. 
That's no, does it, I'm, not... I'm, I'm asking genuinely, do, yes. does it deserve to be given yes. a higher grade because it's one of the first to do these things? Absolutely it does. Okay. It's, in, it's innovative. I said groundbreaking. So, okay, maybe I'm blowing in our proportion, but it's the first. It's innovative. Okay. It's something that— I, I could certainly bump this up, uh, you know, a half a point or a point if, if, that's, if that's genuinely how you feel. You should. Because— I don't like Black Christmas because it was the first. I like Black Christmas because it's atmospheric as hell, and I just think it, it's creepy as hell. Yeah. And I just genuinely like the story. I know what your major issue is with it, and that is my major issue with it. It's not a 10 out of 10 for me. It's probably more like an 8.5, 9 out of 10 for me. But, 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 I, but I love it so much, and I, I watch it over and over because I want to try to figure out and explain to you your <laughs> issue no with it. You can't. I, I, I gotta. I'll find it one day. It's a cheap I'll, ripoff, freaking ending of a movie, and, and, and a cheap ripoff. Uh, please. I, I think I'm gonna find it one day because I'm on to something, and I have to rewatch it again, and it for episode fifty. <laughs> so what? What, what, what do you rate this then, Brandon? Okay, you ready? Oh, well, Go ahead. Or, or, did you want to say more? Did I want to say one thing that was funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> the crazy ahead. Ralph guy. He looks just like that guy from King of the Hill. You guys watch that cartoon, King of the Hill? I, again, not in a long time, but yeah. yeah. Okay, you know that one guy that has that flat face and he goes like... <laughs> it talks that way, weird. Yeah. He looks like 100% exactly like that, that cartoon. I like Crazy yeah. Ralph. I like how he spent time in a uh, mental hospital and had a, you know, a list of assaults, but yet he gets a nice job at a girls' school. <laughs> carrying, carrying garden shears with him everywhere he goes. Yeah. <laughs> and how about the, the burying right away? They kill people and then they bury them. Yeah. yeah, a lot of a lot of burying scenes. <laughs> yes! A lot of burying scenes. That would take. I do like. I hours. do like. I do like the scene where the killer takes the shovel and smashes the hand. You hear the hand kind of crunch. The hand still oh. out of the ground. I did like that. I was like, Ew. yeah, there wasn't a lot. I didn't feel like there was too much filler. Maybe a little bit of walking around that could have been tightened up, but but it needs that to you know to build up to the the showdown with the killer. Man, it took me by a total surprise. Go ahead, go ahead. We can go ready. Right. Someone else has something else to add. No, I'm uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead. I was, was underwhelmed by this. I really, I had high expectations for this. I don't know why. And I actually thought I owned it, but I don't. You know, as much as I was ripping it apart and criticizing this and that, it does, it does have a big body count. It does, um, and it does have a, an extra twist at the end. Which saved, which saved it for me because I did feel like it was so predictable. I mean, there's even a scene where it gives it away. And it's very, on, very early on in the movie. I didn't notice it, but I read about the scene. And I was like, oh, yeah. It's a picture, um, right? Yeah, the picture. Yeah, I read that too. Um, but I didn't notice it the first time. I noticed it the second time, but by then you already knew. So, um, you know... I, it's 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 just an average. It was average and forgettable. With with all these points you're making about it coming out before Friday and that, I could bump it up a little. But it, it's it's a five and a half for me then. That's, that's kind of. Good. I actually had a six, a six out of ten. I I mean I don't. I was at, I was at, I was going to no. give it a four and a half, but I, you yeah. know I I as we, you talked about it, I bumped it up a half a point because you made some decent points, and I bumped it up another half a point for the. Uh, for the things, like for said, the uh, yeah, five the, is totally yes. average, and I just said this was this surprised me. It was better. It's not fantastic. It surprised me. I enjoyed it. Uh, six out of ten. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Well, I'm coming a little higher. Uh, 
like I said, I said everything I'm going to say. It's freaking, first of all, it's, I'm a, big, I'm a big slasher fan, especially the 80s. A lot of times I, I go to watch a slasher for the first time, and I, I don't don't expect much from it, and I get something out of it that, that I really enjoy. And there's only so many slashers, less than freaking 30, I bet, that that they're, that have that, that right pace and, and, and enough gore in the film, and the dialogue keeps me in. And this is one of them. I never expected that when I sat down. And one, one, once I looked at the date, and I saw how freaking, you know, how it was the first of all these things, and it gets no credit. I was like, wow, this I can't believe this. So for me, it's a 7 out of 10. I recommend it. Everybody should watch this movie if you're a slasher fan, an 80s slasher fan. Do not watch the one on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, do not watch the VHS copy. Dude, it, it's you can't like see anything. No, it's like they took a VHS, and they ripped it out, and, and they freaking... Dipped it in motor oil and Vaseline and freaking put it back in the player. Why Vaseline? Funny enough, what Brandon uses for lube. (laughs) 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 And a good segue into tree (laughs) fetch. But wait one second, please. I I have another recording to play. This is from this movie and it's cracked me up. This guy's reaction, how long it took for this guy to want to get help. Just listen to what's going on around him and what happens. Listen, this is great. I'll say it again. I man, uh, just took just surprised the hell out of me. So, and it's gonna be. You know, but the, you know what? These are the type of films that even when we we hate them, we we tend. These are the films that we give a pass because, don't you want to have all those eighty slashers in your collection? Even yes, sir. even even the even the crappy yes. ones. Yeah, because I want to see in case I missed them. You know, yeah. I, mean, I definitely want to see them all because it's like my favorite subgenre. I, yeah, and it's it's yes. one of my favorite subgenres, and I, I feel the same. So and, it's it's a film that I would still buy, even though I really didn't like. Oh, I can't wait to get the blue. It, it, the the quality of it is great. It's for freaking uh, Kino. I, I can't. Yeah, I actually found the, a blue download online. I watched that, and it lo- it looked great. Yeah, I, I cannot wait to watch this next 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 holiday season with uh, with my friends because they've watched a million slashers with me, and like I said, no one has seen this one. So I'm gonna have fun next year. So yeah, to all a good night. Check it out. That's what I say. That brings us to what? Treevenge. All right. All right. Next up, Treevenge from 2008, directed by Jason Eisner. Christmas trees ripped out of their forest plan revenge against people enjoying the holidays. Our first short film review. Official, First time watch for me. Matter of fact, all three movies tonight are a full first time watch for me. Look, yeah, I I think I... I Yeah, actually, all first time watches for me, and I think I deserve props for the... uh, for the um, format for the show, going with a short, a foreign, and an American. It was good. Yeah. Funny enough, the short was Canadian, too, so it was even better. Was, <laughs> uh, Revenge is a Canadian production. Yeah, well, you see uh, half the cast of, uh, what's it called, of um, Trailer Park Boys in there. And Jason Eisner, he did Hobo with a Shotgun. 
he did that VHS two segment with the aliens. He was the ed- uh, he was the editor on Southbound from this year. Yeah, Jason Eisner was a name I, I recognized. Yeah, he's a name, and honestly, the fact that he's a talented guy who's done stuff that we love shows here because I thought Treevenge was amazing. Oh, it's a lot of fun, and this wasn't Great. my first time watching. This is someone pointed this out to me a few years ago. It wasn't back in two thousand eight. I'll tell you that right now. It was probably two christmases ago someone sent it to me and i I watched it a couple of times and i'm like this is great uh how awesome is it it is it's phenomenal i mean it's it's (laughs) it yeah he gives trees their own little language you buy into it right away it's like star wars almost touching moments well that's that's what it was taken after it was taken after the ewoks they were like jawas or ewoks okay yeah something like yeah they they actually reference it that you know i read about it that that's what they were supposed to sound like you go Good stuff. Yeah. Great setup. Great setup. A li- I mean, of course, he goes. He loves going over the top with like the, uh, uh, like characters with the fuckers, motherfuckers, and all that. But it works. Yeah, that was like an homage. That was like an homage to like they had an homage to like Texas Chainsaw Massacre in there. The guy was waving the chainsaw over his head, yeah. <laughs> and they were going crazy. It was just like it was like a massacre. It was awesome. You know, I when love- it began, I thought it was going to be too comical. And then they, they strayed away from that for the rest of the film. They but I thought did. It, yeah. And I'm glad. I'm glad they did. Oh, there's they that did. One, I love that one shot. It's like tree cam, I'll call it. If the tree's getting dragged out, it's like, what are they doing to us? But you just see yeah. like, you just see guys in the background like kicking trees. Like, yeah. <laughs> they set one on fire. Yeah, like, what the hell? yeah they're burning trees. I like when the when they're crossing past the two guys and the trees get caught on each other because they're like oh, yeah. holding on to each other. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Oh my god, this was phenomenal. And the music, they used the Cannibal Holocaust. Yes! yes. I love it. It was, oh my god, I had so much fun with this. The opening is great. The opening is great, and it doesn't even get, and it doesn't get worse. Like when it cuts to the family picking up the tree, it was just as good. That's John O'Vision. He used to have a talk show in Canada and has been in a bunch of things too. And I don't know. His wife may be from Trailer Park Boys. I don't know about that. But uh, oh, who are you talking about? Uh, yeah, J Rock and, uh, and Sarah are yeah. from. Uh... Well, I will tell you, the one kind of jarring moment is when they cut back to that trailer part. Trailer because it comes out of nowhere. It's not John. Guy, getting, but, his, like, guy no, no, getting his like. No, no, no. I'm just talking about when they first cut to the family. They bring oh, the tree they, home. The other family. And they cut to the family trying to knock the TV, and there's that guy standing back there, just like beside the tree, like kind of looking over the shoulders, and he never yeah. comes back into play. And the, that's like if there's, it's not even up. I'm trying to. Be well, I think nitpicky. he does come back into play. I think he's the one who gets his leg chopped off. Oh, I thought that was one of the other guys. But anyway, I don't know. It was mayhem. Minor no, quibble. Minor quibble because <laughs> it was so fun, and it just goes to the total chaos at the end. So it's great. Now this oh, was so gore. Good. Yeah. yeah, this had one of the coolest kills I've ever seen. <laughs> there was a good one. The baby stomp. Yeah. <laughs> the nah. baby stomp is absolutely amazing. But the, no, the guy, the guy who's like, "It's Christmas. All I want to do is fuck." Yeah. And yeah. then the tree goes in her oh, eye, out yeah. her mouth, into the other guy's mouth, and out his eye, and then pulls them together. Awesome. <laughs> Fucking amazing. Yeah, dude, that was Fucking great. What was? Amazing. What was his problem when they when they were? He kept trying to get it on. And he kept complaining about something going on with his knee. Horse. I think he was just. Getting I didn't get horse. it. He had his knee wrapped up. I think he had hurt his knee. And he's oh, like, it's it, Christmas, damn it! All I want to do is fuck. 
Because yeah. she's like, you want to open presents or something? Oh, it was wrapped up. See, I didn't see anything. I, at first, I thought maybe the tree was touching him. And then they went back to an epic. I'm like, why does this guy have issues? I couldn't see. Maybe it was just the... <laughs> Even when the trees start killing the family, I mean, look, it just kind of pulls the girl in, and I, I just is just ripping her apart or whatever. And then the 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 uh, the star, the holiday star, right in the neck. Oh, that was cool. Awesome. I, love how, I love how there's that old guy trying to climb up a, a pole to get away from it, and it's using the the. Uh... The tinsel? Yeah, the tinsel. The tinsel. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pulled them, it pulled them right back. Yeah. I back that down. That's great. That, that, was, that's great. that was that's genius. Then, just, then it cuts to the two girls. Yeah. They're outside, and you all of a sudden you see the trees running and surrounding yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> the trailer park, and then it goes back inside the trailer, and I think that was the father who gets his leg chopped off, and then all of a sudden it, it just shoots, pans out to, like, the whole neighborhood. And that's where you see, you know, the guy climbing the pole. You see the guy who actually played the hobo with a shotgun in the short. He's the one with the shotgun in this. <laughs> he's, he's screaming, you'll never take me alive. And yeah. he's shooting trees. People great. are running around. The woman with her baby. How about the cat? <laughs> oh, the cat the getting cat. tossed yeah. out of the trailer. Awesome. It was awesome. fucking brilliant. Yeah, Small I mean, animals and babies. I'm fucking. I'm sold. It's 16 minutes, <laughs> but really, it's probably yeah. closer to 13. I think the credits at the end. Yeah, the credits are, are long. Long. Um, it's just it, it it's it clicks along so great. I've watched it four mm-hmm. times already this year. It's wow. It's awesome. It's all. It's so I, quick to watch. I figured. Yeah, that's not. true. I can't it wait is. to show it to my wife because it's we had this whole discussion. Because I'm a you know. Yeah, okay, I, I, I guess you could say I'm a tree hugger, whatever. Uh, I actually felt bad the first five minutes for the trees. I was thinking, like, man, that sucks. Because you know, it, it makes I don't sense. Like it. Yeah. I don't like the whole thing with the trees. And all my life I grew up with artificials, so maybe that's why I'm biased. But when I got with my wife, she was all about real trees. And I number one, it's a freaking, it's it's such a freaking ripoff. There's so much money to buy these freaking trees. It pisses me off. Number two, they mess up your damn house. Number three, I don't like killing trees. You know, it, it, it's just a big pain in the ass. And I'm, I probably sound like a Grinch, but I just freaking don't I like agree killing. With you. Okay, it sucks. So That's I why already. I'm Jewish. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tannenbaum. Oh. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I freaking. Don't like the real trees, anything about it. And then I'm watching this, and I'm like, man, why do they do that to these poor trees? So I actually, this is not supposed to be taken seriously at all, but for a few minutes watching the film, I was like, ah, that, that kind of bothers me the, the more I think about it. It was kind but of sad the at the beginning. Did, it was like a yes. massacre, but you felt bad yes. for the trees. I right. felt bad, too. Right. I, I totally agree. I'm the Lorax over here. That you know? poor tree <laughs> getting banged around the truck, and then they pull the like, <laughs> you're no good. Turn him into a wreath. But then as it goes on, awesome. <laughs> awesome. And the you baby know? stomp kill is awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's well, I, I don't it's... like baby deaths in my movies, but they, they set that up so good where the, the baby tree gets stomped on. So it's just returning the favor. Yeah. So yeah. that's what's great about it. Yeah, the baby trees get stomped on very early and then, yeah, <laughs> comes back to it. And yeah. then the tree's carrying the dead baby. Yeah. <laughs> It's filmed and edited perfectly. It's just yeah. perfect. And that yeah, last cool. shot of the tree pe- bouncing away. Yeah, bouncing. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, Man, just... I wanted I wanted it to go on for another twenty minutes. <laughs> Man, 
see, this should have been in that holidays movie, or should have been in another Christmas Day anthology. It would have been perfect. It's unfortunate. How come, how come they don't put out films like this on DVD? How come they don't put out DVDs of like these great short films? I agree. Well, it's really uh, weird too, because on if you watch it on YouTube, it's a muddy, low quality version of the movie. That's the one. That's the one I saw. YouTube. Uh, you got to go to Vimeo. Yeah, Vimeo. And, and, or what is it? Vimeo. 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 I don't know. Galileo. That's why. I... No, I don't. I don't. Uh, I honestly don't know what it is. So I'm not. I'm not making fun. Vimeo. Galileo. I call it. Yeah, I think it's. <laughs> that's where I watched it. It looked really good on that. Well, you got to go to that one, and that has the okay. HD version. Oh, it could be Vimeo. <laughs> That's why I couldn't tell what was going on with the guy's leg. I couldn't see that it was wrapped. If yeah, I would have watched it on Vimeo, I would have probably got the what was going on there. Yeah, an injury because all they do is fuck. Hey, right on. Right on. So there you go, guys. Don't go to YouTube. Go to Vimeo, and you better watch this Vimeo. one because it's Vimeo. <laughs> Galileo Vimeo. Vimeo. <laughs> oh. uh, anyway, uh, Derek actually posted the uh, the link to the HD version, so. Yeah, he did. Uh, but it's it's great, and I mean, we're talking. We talked almost as long as the actual movie itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, should, we should rate it then. Yep. Uh, lie, this is a ten out of ten. For it's yeah. a short. It's in. It's out. It's it's everything. It's fun. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I say nine and a half. I say nine and a half out of ten. Okay, and any bit, but that's not much. Dave, I, I, I think I hinted this to you yesterday or this morning. I'm not sure when, but I said I think we might have a Hall of Famer on our hands. This was exactly <laughs> what I was talking about because it's perfect. It's a 10 out of 10. I, nice. It's so much fun. It's perfect. I'd watch nice. this every holiday season yeah. now. Maybe after I see the Vimeo, I'll bump it up to 10. But it might have to do with my, my, my shitty YouTube copy. So yeah. Either go. way, Check there you go. 29.5 officially now. Hall of Fame. Who would have thought it? Revenge is in the Hall of Fame. Yes, Revenge. <laughs> so let's look at our Hall of Fame. Rosemary's Baby. Uh, inside, no, Martyrs. In, Rosemary's Baby, Martyrs, Trick or Treat, and Revenge. right? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. And maybe next week um, there might be one or two that might slip in. I know there was one that was oh. close that might slip in next week. I, I have a feeling. I have a feeling we're gonna get two or three in next week. So I think so too. I think so too. But it's we're, funny. People are gonna be like, "What? You don't have Texas Chainsaw Massacre in your Hall of Fame, but you have Tree Revenge." Hey, we haven't covered it exactly. Well, I'm not gonna lie to you. I was actually very partial to the movie, our third movie tonight too. Our oh, first third movie watch. was a lot of fun. First yeah, me too. Well, too. okay. Well, I guess we can get into it then. Yeah, why not? Let's get right into it. All right. Rare Exports, a Christmas tale from 2010, directed by Jamari Helander. Okay, this one, in the depths of the Corvatunaturi Mountains, lies the closest ever guarded secret of Christmas. The time has come to dig it up. This Christmas, everyone will believe in Santa Claus. Nailed it. From Marco's land, Marco's homeland. What? Oh, is it? Finland, yeah. Is it? Okay, all right. Okay, Finland it is. From okay. the birthplace of the real Santa, according to the final credit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't quite get that. But yeah. Again, I'm Jewish, I don't know. I'll take it, I believe it. I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you, this movie looks gorgeous. It's filmed yeah. beautifully. 
great cinematography. Great cinematography. Cinnamon, <laughs> cinema, the whole nine yards. It's it is, it looks great. It sounds great. Uh, there's English speaking parts. If there, you know what, I got to tell you this. I I don't know if this movie found an audience. I know it had a bit of a cult following. Uh, unless you guys could tell me something different, everything that I sort of read, it, made, it sounded like it came. It, it did okay, but it didn't really. It didn't. Really yeah, take it off. it did decent, but it definitely has a bigger cult following now than you know than its success at the box office. I mean, it did it did well though. I I, I won't because I love this movie. So this is going to sound weird, but again, I love the movie. I would love to remake this movie because I have a feeling it would be just because I'll say North Americans. So I don't feel like I'm coming down on Americans. They like they like to have things in their language, and so I think this would play better if maybe it took place in the Arctic, and it was you know American Canadians out there uh, living there, and 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 then um, maybe there's some Finnish exploration going on. The acting in this was really was really good. I you know sometimes it's hard to tell when you're watching a foreign language film, but I thought the acting was good. I thought the kid was great. The atmosphere is fantastic. Dave, you must have loved it with all the snow. And just a setting. Blood of the snow. You're a snow guy. A snow guy. A snow glide. Or was it too? Was this too uh, kidsy for you? Ah, okay. That was what I was about to say. If you did remake it, if you did remake it, would you maybe put some fucking kills that we could see in the film? <laughs> because we don't get that in this movie. We don't get Santa Claus, and we get everything but that, Santa. That's my biggest gripe with that, this movie is that we don't get Santa Claus, and when they finally show Santa Claus, you're like, "Oh my god, that would be so awesome if we and then we Santa Claus." Thank you, and we don't get to see it. Instead, they should have made that one guy Santa Claus, the guy, the, the first guy that they they kidnapped. That hundred percent. Yes, that was a that good twist. That was a good twist, though. It was. It was wait, a good. Wait, wait. It was a good twist. But then I'm like to lead up to something better. But then they don't give you the big payoff. Yeah, there's a different payoff, but it's almost CGI did. And I agree. I go that would be the one of the big letdowns of the movie because they could have had a big ending with the real Santa. Look, the reason why there aren't a lot of kills in this is, is to be honest, this definitely plays more like a comedy. I guess it's a little comedy. I just. I thought like it played more like a total horror comedy. I'm surprised you didn't. I, I, Dave, you don't seem impressed by this movie. Oh, I, I like it. Uh, I, I like the movie. I, I don't think it's it's. I all love that. the kids. I love the kids looking through the 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 book of uh, all the lore about Santa Claus. All yeah, he just happens. He just happens to have that book. That's what you're telling me. He's really big into Christmas. He's like what, like eight years old? Yes, but you don't understand. This guy is obsessed with Santa Claus, yet he never looked at those books on, on the lore of Santa Claus. All of a sudden, now, because he gets afraid of something, he goes and looks. He just happens to have those books. That's, I don't know. No, that guy wasn't looking. It was the kid looking. The, the guy. Kid, that's who... what I'm talking about. The kid. Yes. Starts with a P, whatever his name is. Yes, yeah, well, he, saw all... that, he saw that Santa was on he his did. roof. Piet, Pietari. He saw that Santa was what? <laughs> Petri dish. <laughs> Petri dish. Rod Petri dish. Yes. Um, no, listen. This kid in the beginning, the other kid's busting his balls about, you don't still believe in Santa, this and that. This kid genuinely is into Santa Claus, right? He wants to see this, that, the other thing. Now, because because this kid plants a seed in his head about Santa Claus, he goes home and he, ha- he has all these books. He just happens to come across his book with this freaking lore of, lore of Santa that he's never seen before. It just I, don't th- I don't think it's hard to believe that a kid would have books on Santa Claus. 
yes, but this kid is into Santa Claus, and he's never looked at those books, and all of a sudden now, because the subject comes up, he's just going to happen to stumble upon them? It's just way too convenient, man. You're nitpicking. Like, I nitpicked. No, I'm not. That's all good night. I didn't nitpick. I'm watching the movie. I'm like, gee, that's awful convenient. I thought of it right away as I saw it. And he's looking at all those Krampus-looking pictures, which were cool. But I'm thinking, he, so what, he just happened to pick out those books when he went home? It just seemed a little convenient for me. That's all. I, li- I like the guy at the beginning who's, like, uh, funding the dig, how once he realizes what he got, he hands out the new uh, rule sheet, and it's, like, no cursing. No smoking. <laughs> no yeah. smoking. That was cool, and it made sense. Yeah, and they, nobody listens, obviously. No. Watch your mouth. It's Christmas time, they said. <laughs> well, I also love the no. spoon feed you the story, too, like the background. It almost seems like his mother may have passed away or whatever. They don't tell you anything, right? You just see yeah, that's a what, that's what you gather. Yeah, you just gather. Yeah. They're eating a lot of gingerbread throughout the whole film. <laughs> yeah, gingerbread. And the kid running around in his freaking underwear. I was like, what the hell? In the cold like that? What am I seeing here? <laughs> Is this guy like freaking Victor Selva, this director? <laughs> I don't know, but I but me likey. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, this this movie plays like a family movie until they decide yeah. to throw a bunch of uh, elf cock at the end of the movie. Right, if it wasn't for that elf cock, yeah. I could show it to my daughter. Yeah, I don't know. My kids are really not into... My one daughter would probably be into um, enjoying the subtitles. Christian wouldn't be able to read them yet. So that's the only downfall of it being subtitled for a good portion of the film. So it'd be something they have to read later. But it just seems very very bizarre. Again, different cultures, I, I, I hear you. But there's they're hosing those guys down, and it's all those uh, elf cock. Dave, <laughs> I think you could take the fact that the kid has this book... Take it as part of the comedy of the movie. Because look at it. Everything he says almost turns out to be true. And then all of a sudden, you know, the guy with his potatoes, he's like, your potatoes were stolen? No, just the sacks. And then all the radiators are missing. That the guy's talking cool, about I it. Thought. I didn't that was, was awesome. I was, was like, funny. wow. It's yeah. yeah, I knew it was the guy carrying on with his wife's blow dryer because it was like a top end blow dryer. Well, that part was funny, but I mean, with the potato thing and the heat, I didn't find any humor in it at all. I was like wowed by it. I'm like, that was a cool scene when they went in there and you see, you go, wait till you see what I have to show you. Well, not the potato. It was pure comedy. In those mounds of potato, I wasn't, I didn't think it was comedy at all. I was like, Did wow, you? that's freaking and what crazy. And what the session Christian, what do you, you think? A combination. I thought it was funny, but crazy, like crazy at the same time too. I just, okay. I was just wowed because again, I never saw this. I don't know how it escaped me because I do remember when it was coming out. People were saying a, a blend of horror comedy, and normally that doesn't throw me off. Some people get thrown off by hearing horror comedy. I was actually intrigued, and here we are, six years later, and I'm finally seeing it. <laughs> I love, love how I love just saying he's biting the guy, then they hang him up by the yeah. chains, and just swinging there. It was hilarious, and and the way the sacks were used was the funniest scene. Because honestly, well, if you, if that that was a flying nut sack at the end, yeah, it was a flying nut sack. <laughs> Go back and watch it. It was clearly a flying nut sack. Yeah. Interesting. Wow, wow. Of course, you know it's a nut sack right away. Oh yeah, I, I always have them flying right at my face. So yeah. <laughs> it was clearly a. Well, you must have been drooling for the last act of this movie, flying nut sacks. <laughs> 20 naked men <laughs> uh, like 200 naked men yeah. <laughs> oh man what the hell I, okay. I love how they, they try to ransom them at the end how much you want 85 grand 
They oh. don't even know what they're doing. They just want exactly enough to pay for for the fact right. that their their stock of reindeer were killed. Yeah. That part was cool, though, with the reindeer when they sell them slaughtered and shit like yeah, that. I, cool. I dug that in the mystery of what happened and the kids knew and they didn't want to say. That yeah. stuff was fine. I, I was fine. I just Some things were a little too convenient. And like I said, we don't really see too much in the horror department. And then yeah, I'll say one good thing. I like those creepy doll things. Those freaking things that were, you know, in place of the kids and the other shit. Those were creepy looking. Yeah, what the hell were those? They were very scared. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like that. It was played more to, yeah, the visual. Like, they would just show the hard hats flying into the shot instead of seeing gore. Right. And, and you notice Piatari, like, when he took control at the end, he was hilarious when he's bossing everyone around. And See, you know, that didn't make sense to me. That, that turned me off. I'm like, all of a sudden, he, they're going to start taking orders from a kid? What is this? And then he <laughs> stole the line from uh, Point Break. When he's like, drop me here. He's like, I'm not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> They get huh. a nice sweepy music. It's a little too CGI at the end for my likings. That whole like the helicopter flying through the winter, but uh, they didn't go. They didn't dwell in it too long, which is fine. But, you didn't like the flying nutsack. <laughs> not as much as you did, evidently. I <laughs> I was out of it when that happened. As soon as this kid started take take giving orders, and these guys were listening, I was thinking, why would they just suddenly listen to a kid in such a serious situation like this? So when that happened. I kind of fell out of it. And then I was like, well, I came back when I saw all the Santas at the end and what was going on. But then I fell out of it again because all of a sudden I'm like, how come they domesticated these fucking evil beings all of a sudden? Because they had entered the where that the hangar at that point, the hangar 24. And they had discovered what was really going on. And obviously the kid knows everything about Christmas because he's obsessed with it. Okay. So what does that mean? That he, he knew all the shots? He had because the ideas. He came up with the ideas. They were out of ideas. And his ideas were actually cool and clever. I like okay. that it, it was, you know, played on at the beginning and then they, they used it at the end. You know what? Uh, I'll accept that. And the, very end of the, and the very end of the movie is absolutely hilarious. What yeah. they end up doing is yeah. absolutely it's It's hilarious great and great. They end the movie. I, I love yeah. that when they did that. <laughs> yeah. That was cool. I, I, will give, I didn't understand why, like I said, I don't understand how they domesticated them all of a sudden. These guys were freaking evil bastards, and all of a sudden, they're, they're going to make they're, them they're, they're, They have them with the dolls, like children on the lap, and then the one guy drops a doll, and he's looking at his present. He gets right. yelled at because he's not paying attention to the children. But why? <laughs> why would these guys want to do that? It was to, just to export, export them yeah, to make money. To make money. They even ask how much you think Millions. we can get for each one. Eighty-five thousand for each one. I understand their motivation. I'm talking about the elf guys. Why the sudden change of heart when they want to be good people and they're they're okay to be taught and, and used as a prop? I don't get that. No, I think it was because the real Santa was dead, so the the master was dead. They now had the ob- the the chance to be Santas, and they were domesticated to be good Santas. Yeah, as opposed to evil. That's what I told. I mean. Uh, yeah, that's how I saw that's it. exactly what it is. They become the Santas that are gonna the keep Christmas alive. So they just become Coca-Cola, yeah. they were they, <laughs> Coca Cola Santas, right? They just go. They're villains for their whole existence, and all of a sudden, they're just these, these freaking jabronis are just gonna domesticate them by giving them some showers and showing them some toys. Just seemed a little. I know. like how they got cleaned on day three hundred and twelve. That's the only thing that didn't make sense. Why did they wait fifty three days to clean them? <laughs> 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 That's funny because I wondered that too. Because I expected it to see 365 days of Christmas, but no, it's yeah, well, right at 312, and that's when they're getting showers and they have all the mud still on them. 
Oh my gosh. Like what? They just kept them in that pen for 53 days? Right? And what did they learn? Honestly, the the fact I mean, the fact that these guys were just like practical businessmen, they took the uh the husks off the Santa. That was cool. That was awesome, man. I, how awesome would this movie have been if we had seen the Santa? That would have been a People are going to be mad. This is not a straight-up horror film. This is like a comedy with horrific elements, I think, and a, a holiday, a holiday movie with horrific elements. Maybe that's even a better way to put it. It's I mean, more, probably, more, so it's more just like a scary movie. I could see the scaring. This is this will scare you more than it's horror. It's more of a scary film. Well, shit. Like I said, you don't see anybody get killed. No, but it's not. But it's not. It's not that kind of film. It didn't bother me that I didn't see anyone get killed in it. I just figured I would. It's a it's a horror movie. Christmas is from another country. Usually, films from other countries are even more fucking uh, brutal than American this, films. This one was more like yeah. almost family oriented, with the exception yeah. of uh, of the elves nut nutbag. I just didn't. I, <laughs> the elves nutbag. I, <laughs> I just didn't uh, um, anticipate that. And here's the funny thing: I didn't really notice any comedy. Isn't that odd? I, I, I said comedy, but I, I meant I think I meant it, a it's a it's a com- the wholesome a tone, yeah. Like a, a, it, it literally plays like a holiday movie that happens to have a horrific sort of theme to it, but it's not a straight out horror movie by any means. I, no, I, yeah, it, which, but that's what intrigued me about it. Just like Krampus, Krampus um, from last year uh, is a right. lot plays the horror horror elements a lot more so. Oh, it's horrific, the things that were going on in Krampus outside and shit. Yeah, 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 scenes that yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they, but again, they still keep the holiday feeling of the movie, too. They just Which crank, is why it was per- cranked the horror perfection. Up on that one, yeah. But that, to me, that's why it's a, it's a perfect holiday movie. And uh, listen, don't get me wrong. Just because I'm saying all these things, I think you guys are going to come in higher with your rating. My rating isn't that bad. I'm just pointing out some things that, i have I, a feeling we're all going to come in a similar ballpark but it's a good with, film I with just, the comedy it's it's not even that things are laugh out loud yeah i was laughing out loud at a few scenes but it's more of the tone of the film yeah i guess maybe i didn't it's like a light it's it. a light-hearted scary christmas film when the kid said i'm not coming back i didn't find any humor in that i took that as serious and it's like oh that's fucked up you know what I mean? But you took it as as a rip on Point Break or something. Was supposed yeah, to be I immediately thought of Point Break. I, I didn't yeah. get that at all. So I guess we just had different experiences. I didn't notice any of that type of humor. I didn't for one second think that he was not coming back. Oh, I and figured some shit would happen. But based I on the was... tone of the film, it just it just it was just sort of like a uh, he was on top of the world. He was the the head honcho. He was willing to sacrifice yeah. himself. He's just pulling an American movie line out. It was like, yeah. I'm not coming back. And it was just like a throwaway line. I'll tell you this. All three movies tonight, I think I'll revisit every holiday season. And on a lesser note to All Good Night, but I still think I'll check that out because I enjoyed it. But to Revenge, true. no question. <laughs> yeah. And and this movie, no question. No question. I, I, I Like I said, I, I wish my son was a bit older because I think he would really like it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, and then, able to read though, like at five, he would be, be like, "Dad, what's going on here?" What about those cocks, though? <laughs> that's a that's a just skip ten seconds over. Yeah, you could do that. That's true. I did that yesterday with my daughter. We watched uh, Tales from the Dark Side the movie, and as I'm watching it, I look in the parents' guide uh, on the B, 
And it says something about the, the lovemaking scene with Ray Don Chong and the guy, and all for seven seconds you could see a nipple. So when they got together, they started kissing. I just did a little fast forward of freaking uh, Netflix. Why don't you, uh, before you watch the movie, go to those scenes and find the placement of the nipple and put a little, like, uh, you know, a little peanut butter over it or something on the actual TV. You just want to eat it. So, yes. Put a little peanut butter. Out of anything you could have chose. Peanut butter is what right. Peanut butter on my television. Right. I don't know why I eat a lot of peanut butter, and I just thought it'd be cool. Oh shit! God, for anyone who's wondering, I am sick. That's why I sound like shit. This is um. You're sick, all right. This is a <laughs> example. So we were talking the Neon Demon. Funny enough, because of the article on the Neon Demon, <laughs> not so much about the movie here, but that movie has a lot to sort of talk about. This is just a fun. Easygoing movie. There's some twists uh, and some surprises, but it's a lot more straightforward. Yes. Yes. So, you know, I don't think we could be talking about this for hours and hours and hours is where I'm going no. with it. But it, I think people should check it out. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Especially if you want to see something for the holiday season that has horrific elements that is not sounding like Deadly Night. One through right. five or whatever. And or you you have seen To All Good Night. Look, people do the people people do the thirty days of Halloween challenge. Do people do twenty five days of Christmas once December first comes? Because yeah. if they if they do, I would certainly like an advent calendar. Add these into the rotation. <laughs> if, if that's the case, then I'd add my uh, twenty five deaths of the elf on the shelf in there too. Ah, Two nice. Seasons. I don't know if I'll be. I don't know if I'll have time to do one this year. I did do one last year, so these Did you see Derek wants you to get a mensch on the bench? Wants you to start killing Jews because everybody loves when Jews die. That's what he said, <laughs> isn't it? Hey, if you guys fund this podcast, oh. funner productions, funner movies, we'll do this stuff. But Damn at true. the other time too, we we I have a job to do too. I'd love to do mensch on the bench. Uh, the elf <laughs> on the shelf almost killed me. The twenty-five deaths of the elf on the shelf almost killed me. The second, the second season. I love how he says season. The second year I did because <laughs> you just come. We got can't. We got canceled season. after season yeah. two. Yeah. Made it to twenty-three we're, days. We're now in syndication. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're second season right here. This is it. This is the first episode of. Yeah. Is this up, technically? Yeah. This is, yeah. This yeah, is this technically is... it, but I feel like episode twenty-eight is going to be the. It's weird because we started right, like our second it, episode was a Christmas episode. This is our right. second annual Christmas episode. That's true. That's I've actually true. enjoyed both the Christmas episodes we've done very much. Oh yeah, I, I really, I re- we did go see Krampus last year because that would have been. Dave, you were right been, on about that. Yeah, and Thank and you. not yeah. not to not to spoil with the giveaways next week. Krampus is one of the movies that will be in one of the prize packs. There you so, go. So. Nice. Yeah, two two giveaways, maybe three if I find extra stuff to give away. But uh, leave us a review on iTunes, voicemail, email. Twitter to Twitter. Twitter That's to right. Twitter. Do it. Okay. Off the top of your head, what are your top three Christmas horror? Three, two, one. What are they? Can you do it? Uh, oh, God, shit. Yeah, I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, I'm putting you on the spot for I, fun. I think I can Let's do see. it. Um, I would go Black Christmas... Is one? As one. Okay. Uh, Krampus is a close second. And, oh man, now I'm drawing a blank for the third because I know there's so many others. I don't know. 
All right, I gave no, you two. I, I gave you two. <laughs> Those are my okay. two favorites. Those are my, uh, clearly my two favorites. And I'd say Krampus is my first. Black Christmas is my second. And I draw a third. I, I honestly think Rear Exports may be my third. Wow. May, wow. Maybe. Uh, I'm not, um, like, Silent Night, Deadly Night is good. It's a good slasher movie. I know you love it a, a lot, Dave. It's good. I do love it. Uh, Christmas Evil. I, I love Christmas Evil for the whacked out ending. Yes, I do too. <laughs> yeah. uh, the same thing with Don't Open Till Christmas as a crazy ending. I forgot it, but I, I forgot that I have one it. because I, I, I remember uh, the, the, just the magical ending of a van flying off into the air for Christmas Eve. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. And landing, and landing on clearly what is not snow, but like a carpet. <laughs> <laughs> the, but uh, Do Not Open to Christmas, I haven't seen it in a long time. So, Elves, I, gonna... I wouldn't even put it there. Uh, oh, that's Black awful. Xmas is a fun, gory remake, but like not not definitely third tier quality or whatever, or top three quality. So I'd say I've right now we're exports until I can think of something different. You know, I, I saw a film called Saint. You guys should see that. That was pretty good too. And yeah. uh, honestly, when we did, I mean, it's not a night bloody night, but when we did Christmas Horror Story, I kind of really enjoyed that. With the with the exception of the nativity trapped in the school segment being the yeah. weakest of the segments, yeah, I thought it was a fu- I thought it was a fun anthology. I was gonna check that out again this year because I like we did I, I really did enjoy that. And again, if you're including Inside as a Christmas movie, then it might be my number I, one. Then because I, I yeah, if Inside's if Inside's included, then it's you know Inside Black Christmas and Krampus as, yeah. as the three. I never think about Inside as a Christmas movie. Neither do you? I. I, I don't. Even, I, I, even though it takes place at Christmas, but yeah, I, I mean, it just seems to be secondary to the actual. I think. Right. I, think there, I feel like there has to be like a Santa, or something Christmassy in there, just because right. it takes place on the day. Yeah, you know, there's no, there's nothing in the house that suggests nothing. That it's Christmas. No. Enough, I've never been a huge fan. I like it, but I've never been a huge fan of Gremlins. I, I like, like it. it too, but yeah, Gremlins is okay. I don't. I'm not obsessed with it. It's good. No, I like it, but. And maybe that segment you better watch out. I love that segment. You better watch out. It always used to freak me out. From oh wait a minute! You better, you better watch out. Oh, no, also, um, all through the house. I, I uh, okay. I, I apologize. Yes. All through the house. It's good shit. And that new movie this out. year, that new movie this year called All All Through the House uh, was was oh, yeah, decent. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. definitely had the Christmas vibe. Yes, it did. Did you guys yeah. like so. that remake of Silent Night? I was like. Lukewarm. It, it had some good kills in it, but it did. I. Six I never and a saw half. Every, never I'd say saw six it. and a half to seven out of ten. Yeah, yeah. Really six yeah. and a half seems like what I would have given it. Six to six and a half. Too much cop shit. I don't like when it's too much cop shit. Because the the characters were cops. No, from last episode. <laughs> too much. Oh, cop, that. Too, too much cock shit. Too, too much maniac that, that cop too. shit. No, too much cock shit was was rear exports. Oh, how about that? Rear exports, Cox. There you go. <laughs> Peanut butter on the television screen. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> oh, that would be rear imports. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> rear imports. I'll tell you what. Here's the story my top. Story of Orlick. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Krampus number one. Silent Night Deadly Night number two. Black Christmas number three. There you go. And you could tell that the pickings are slim. Yeah, they they really are when you think about it. They are. The fact yeah. that uh, honestly, some of the better ones have come out in the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, let's grade this film. What's our ratings? 
Oh, okay. Go ahead, Christian. You, t- you <laughs> yeah. came up with the show idea this week, Brandon. So thank oh. you. Thank you for two all good night. Yeah. And this, man, I, yeah, all, all, all first time watches for me. That's, you know, that's part of the reason why I went with it. But, you know, I, I would have switched it if you guys had any say in it. But I wanted to see all three. I'm glad I saw all three. Um, this one, the only thing to me that was missing was to get to see the Santa Claus. This film ran really short. This film, you know, even though it says it's like an 85 minute film, which is short in its own right, only runs like 75 minutes. Yeah. So this this film could have could have benefited from another fifteen or twenty minutes, and it still would have only been an hour and a half, an hour and thirty five, and they could have brought the Santa Claus character out of the yeah. ice and into the story. For the big finish. And the fact that it wasn't gory didn't even dawn on me until you mentioned it. That that they that they really don't show the kills didn't even dawn on me. Cause well, was there one one kill in the movie? Yeah, you know, I, I can't I can't even think because I was just. I was just like, I don't know. I really, I loved the kid. I thought he was great in it. And I was just really into the story, the kid and the father and everything. I thought they were, uh, they were very entertaining. I, I give it an eight out of 10. Not bad. Okay. I, I'll, I'll give it a seven out of 10. See, I, I didn't come that hard, come down that hard on it. That's what I, I figured you were going to come in at when you said you weren't going to come too low. Yeah. I'll give it seven. And, and no one likes to come too low, but I, I don't <laughs> think I'm going to come too high, but I mean, I'm eight, I'm eight and a half. <laughs> So I'm higher than both of you, but I'm eight and a half. I really, oh, oh, I, I had a grin. Oh, yeah, there it is. You came too hot. You came too hot. You got, you got something in my mouth. Oh, oh will you stop? Oh, I meant oh, to, that's salty. I meant to that's cocoon salty. your eyes shut. Sorry. That's salty. Have you been eating peanuts? Oh. I, wanted, <laughs> I wanted butterflies coming out of your eyes when I was through with you. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I had a smile on my face the whole time. I think I just loved the way it was shot, the way it looked. The Cox, everything. It was just a great movie. And, what's going on here? Yeah, well, yeah what's going on here? There's like, what if, season two, I got the wrong guys now. Well, we're going to be up for the next for the, the next uh, Scream Queens Award for the LGBT fucking podcast now. We might, that might get us to tier one. Let's all just come yeah. out of the closet. Yeah. Maybe that'll help us. <laughs> tier one. Okay, anyway. Let's get guest star. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I really enjoyed this film and it was a first time watch and again um, I'm glad it was recommended because it gave me excuses what we said this show's about so thank you and I uh, yeah, loved it nice awesome. All right, yeah. good job Brandon yeah absolutely see thanks yeah and we I'm almost so changed I'm so yeah, we I'm almost... going back and forth I know you're going back and forth what was going to go on are we going to change it what's going on with 22 shots are they going to pick this movie those poor bastards they got freaking they got the mainstream Christmas show yeah well, we, <laughs> did, we, we did what JP we did what JP did to us with uh, with Maniac Cop we pushed for Gremlins and got Gremlins in there and got Rear Rear X-Force ah you <laughs> call it Rear too <laughs> <laughs> and got rare exports out of there so we could cover it solo. Beautiful. Nice. Uh, yep, yep. Awesome. And those okay, guys are well. actually recording right now. Oh, nice they are. Nice. Let's crash the party. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just invite ourselves in. Yeah, this right next door. If I'd seen any of those movies, I would do it. I, I, I would barge, barge right now, but the movies they're doing I haven't seen. So except wait, I think Torso, one movie, but that's it. But anyway. Doing the Italian show. That's right. Yes, they're still doing Italian. We're one step ahead with the Christmas shit. Yeah. Next next show will be our 2018 show. We're gonna go way ahead of them. <laughs> <laughs> one year into the future. 
Yes. But yeah, the next show is the big one. Big, big, big stuff. 2016 top ten awards. This, that, the other freaking thing. Bottom three, whatever the hell we're doing. Now let me let me ask you a quick question for this because, like Shoot. you said, you, you're going to do a top twenty-five. I'm going to do a top thirty. Christian, I don't know what you're going to do. Tell us. <laughs> Are you going to post yours after the episode drops? Because I was oh, thinking yeah. about I was thinking about posting eleven through thirty, like. I don't know, as soon as it's finalized. But do you think I should no. save it until after the episode drops? Wait, because then that, that, that'll give things away. If they see that you have, like, for a Neon Demon at 11, then they'll know it's not a top 10 for you. Okay, so, like, fair enough. Like, you know what fair I mean? Enough. Like, a lot of movies that are, like, in their 20 that people like, they might want to see where they're going to be. I don't know. That's how I look okay. at it. No, I'll wait till after the this for a year. You're not a rookie anymore, man. That's a rookie. No, I'm the, I'll always be the rookie of the year. Just like Dave <laughs> will be forever 40. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally you'll, teasing you. You'll be forever Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> sorry about sorry about that. Uh, yeah, sorry. I'm super sorry. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> hey, uh, at least he's the home of more horror movies than than uh, any place we're at. I'll tell you that. And for Christian, the, just clear up for the listeners what you actually do for a living, because I <laughs> I have a friend who was who I was talking to who actually thought you worked for the circus. <laughs> Ah. Sorry, Brett. I had to do it. I was training Brett last oh, week, and she's like, "Christian, what's I'm, the circus?" I'm, like, I'm convincing. Oh. <laughs> Tight ropes. Uh, does not work for. The I don't work for the circus. Actually, funny enough, I work for an American company, just at the Canadian division, uh, a hearing aid manufacturer, Sturkey Hearing Technologies. Stealing so our jobs. The Canadian. Trump has to get our jobs back over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, making, I'm making America great again. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So there, there you go, Brett. He does not work for the circus. Nope. The He's a clown, be... but he doesn't work for the circus. <laughs> Court gesture. Nice. Anyway, no. This was great. This was fun. Yeah. yeah a lot of fun. Yep. Yep. So, well, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we're going to get out of here. And next show is the big one. Like I said, 2016, strap yourselves in. Everybody catch up. We've given you so many recommendations. Dare I say more than any podcast going. Every week we've given you our 2016 watches for the longest time. You have plenty of recommendations. Get on those sh- movies. Watch them. Because while we're not spoiling, we are going to probably say some plot points that you may or may not want to hear. Because whatever you're supposed to do, get on there and say... One movie, uh, whatever, uh, 7 out of 10. On to the next one. Top 10, okay. <laughs> we have to talk about the film is what I'm trying to say. So yeah. when you're talking about the things that you love about it, which is why it's in your top 10, you're probably going to give some plot points away. So watch as much as you can before you listen. Or if you don't care, then just listen. But we're not going to say a big plot twist. But we are going to get into them a little bit. So that's it. Yeah, everybody, uh, happy holidays to you. Yeah, happy, happy holidays. holidays. Happy uh, Christmas, happy holidays, happy whatever you celebrate. Happy Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. And to all, a good night.
business.